Howard Stern. Oqua, 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 tens in one. What are you saying? Oqua, 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 tens in one. Shine Miami Beach. George Takei here, and I am so very thankful to welcome you to another day at Howard's Miami House Party. On today's show, global superstar Anita and country music superstar Carrie Underwood. And now back to the fiesta. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, hello in uh, Spanish for those of you who don't speak. Hola. Uh, how about that pit bull? Everybody loves him. A lot of people uh, writing me, uh, they love Pitbull and his positive energy. Yeah. I said, me too. And then we put up on, uh, we have a TikTok now, and we put up a TikTok of me dancing with Pitbull. People love it. They're learning how to dance. <laughs> uh, these kids don't know how to dance, nor how to move. And uh, it was quite something. Um, yes, today, uh, Anita will stop by. Anita is an international superstar. And you go, well, I didn't really know about Anita. JD's a big fan because she shakes her ass in these videos. I see. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll meet her. We'll say hello. She's going to welcome us to Miami Beach. And uh, Carrie Underwood's going to stop by. She's going to sing a couple of tunes. Something new, something old, something borrowed. Like You're a gonna wedding. do a cover, yeah. Zigga 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 zow. Yeah. Who got the keys to the world now? Yeah, now. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to go over with you, Robin, because I'm here being Mr. Miami. I uh, first of all, if I sound a little bit like I'm dragging, I am. You know, I haven't been home in a couple of days, and I um, and I did stay up. I, I watched the. We went out to dinner. Um, again, I am Mr. Miami. I am out of the house. I am going to dinners. I went with my wife. My wife's so excited. She's getting all dressed up for dinner. She goes, I haven't she's, gotten dressed she's up. She felt the air on her skin. I, I think yeah. it's all over for you now. <laughs> she goes, yeah, I know. She goes, I, yeah, the genie's out of the bottle. I'm just going to have to get COVID because, uh, you know, I'm one of the few people who's avoided it. And uh, but, but anyway, she got dressed up and, for dinner. She's like, I haven't been dressed up in three years. I love going out to dinner. And then we get in the elevator, and um, she starts snapping pictures. She goes, look, there's a mirror in the elevator. Let's take some <laughs> pictures. And I go, honey, you don't understand. You're a good-looking human being. You like the way you look. No, I hate the way I look, she goes. I said, now, you, listen, people paid you for, you for your looks, essentially. That's how you made money, and you made a lot of money doing that. And very few people get to do that. You know what I mean? No one was asking me to be in pictures to, 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 to make money. So I, um, I, you know, so she started taking some pictures of us. So on her, on her Instagram, because someone says to me this morning, as soon as I walk in the door, the guys go, Hey, a little photo shoot yesterday. I saw on Beth's Instagram. I go, that's not me. She's taking pictures of me in the mirror with her. Now you sound like Ronnie with Stephanie. I didn't do that. 
<laughs> well, she said, can I post it? And I said, I just look like such a fucking drag here in Miami. If I, if I, when I say no, she gets really upset. And she's like, what's the big deal? And I go, because I don't like the way I look. I don't know how to, she goes, you look great. I go to you for some reason. I don't know why you think I look good. I don't. I've seen the uh, video of me here in Miami. I look horrible. It's very <laughs> depressing. It's depressing. And every minute, everyone's like, oh, Robin looks so great. Robin looks so great. I go, no, she doesn't. I get mad. I start saying, no, why do she look so great? You do look great. Everyone's saying it. Oh, my. I was just talking to Tony back there. She's going, oh, Robin looks so great. I go, why don't I look great? She's battling all kinds of illness, and she looks great. I look like I'm battling the illness. Stop it. You know what I mean? I really do. Anyway, uh, so we're here. We're in Miami. They're calling it Howard's house party. No, it's not crazy. Where's it the is house? crazy. I keep wondering. Well, uh, okay, it's a party, but what house? You're well, not at a house. Uh, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, also up on uh, the uh, up on the internet, uh, whatever you want to call it, the uh, TikTok. I don't know, fucking. Uh, Instagram, our, we have many Stern Show accounts. It was the video of me dancing with uh, Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to like that. They wrote they uh, they like it. And I... Hold on a second. Uh, Joe Pesci. What's up, Joe? Oh. Howard, I saw that video of you dancing with Pitbull, Howard. It looked like a stroke victim working a marionette puppet. It looked like one of those giant <laughs> at the car dealership. <laughs> Stephen Hawking is a better dancer than you, Howard. Oh, like man. A What's with... Slender Man. Hey, fuck you, man. Come on. What are you saying? Hey, I thought you were having a seizure up there. What the hell was that? <laughs> bang, bang, boom. <laughs> you look like a giant gangly balloon that's deflating. <laughs> well, well, what am I going to do? I'm a scarecrow. Sorry, I'm not a fucking uh, like a dance. videos of a dementia patient when they play them <laughs> on the Charleston. <laughs> Oh, listen, what did he say? Robin, it's just, I, I, he you never attacked like you before. And he played him on the Charleston. Rhea Perlman on stilts. <laughs> this is terrible. What's wrong with what, you, Joe? What, what are you, what are you, a ro what, roast master? Like Frankenstein, when a villager holds a torch to Frankenstein, they hold the fucking torch. He starts shaking around. That's what it looked like to me. You like know, I was just trying to have dancing at the graveyard in one of those nineteen seventies cartoons. <laughs> I was just trying to have fun with Pitbull. Get the fuck out of here! Terrible. Yeah. Well, I, I come here and get attacked. Vicious. Yeah, he's jealous, probably. That's right. Uh, so the boys were, you know, the boys have been hitting Miami pretty hard. They took Ronnie out for a. Uh, uh, some kind of bachelor dinner or whatever the <laughs> or bachelor dinner. dinner. They couldn't engagement decide what to dinner. Call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. From now on, when I when there's a knock on my door and I open the door, I I open that door for compliments and compliments only. I don't need to have my ego <laughs> deflated. Um. Yeah. So so I didn't even know this. The company Sirius XM Pandora Stitcher. Uh, they. Bought, I don't know if they bought a, it looks like a bread truck has been driving around Miami with my picture on it saying Howard's <laughs> Miami, Howard's Miami house party. It's like a bread truck. So you got to hear this. Square hey, boxy kind of trucks. 
Yeah, yeah. A, a, a Blit or Chris or both. Why, why don't you guys come in and t- tell how you found the, the truck in the, in the alley? You got to hear this. It's so in I an guess, alley. sir, sir <laughs> I guess you pay a company to drive around in their bread truck and they've got a big billboard of me that says, you know, Howard Stern's house party. So I was like, Hey, that was really nice. And then there's a barge. The guys were walking along the ocean and there's a barge that goes by with a big giant Howard Stern's in Miami billboard so smacked wow. on the side of it and i was like whoa i mean that's pretty cool i like that but what happened you hey guys hey you you dudes were like um walking around and you saw the howard stern bread truck bread truck and something in the ocean also yeah but what happened with the bread truck is that to tell the funny story okay so last night we see this truck and we've been trying to find these howard stern trucks we've been trying to get you them got to- covid you I, I tested negative i was yelling a lot I last got co- night oh boy oh boy oh boy i knew it i knew it uh, I, you don't know anything robin i don't in here i'm mr i'm mr anti-covid you tested this morning First of all, I, I'm not getting you in my headphones, which is very uh, hard to hear. Because you can't saying. hear. You have COVID. That's I one of the side yeah, of COVID. COVID in your ears. It's one of the symptoms of your no, COVID of the ears. I tested. I don't have a sore throat. I don't have a what runny did you nose. Do? Why don't you have a voice this morning? Because I was yelling like a maniac last night. Oh, that's good. Aren't you a guy who does voices on our show? I can still do all the voices. What voice do you want? Mitch McConnell. Uh, hello there, uh, Howard. This is uh, Senator Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell after being at a bachelor party. Oh, well, I, was, right. uh, I, I was I was screaming, let's uh, fuck some whores uh, with Ronnie there. I can do it. Yeah, Gary. I, just, I want to defend Chris. I know. He, Put on your microphone, guys. I don't have. There we go. I want to defend Chris. I know he doesn't have COVID because I was out with him last night. He was like so drunk and slurry. So he's more like hungover than oh, anything. That's good. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not hungover. I drink. I drink uh, liquid IV. And yeah, but if you then, drink what, liquid what do you IV, drink in between them. Hang it. You got to turn this down. It's going to kill my ears. Please. Why, hey, guys, fix the headphones. Uh, Chris is fucking up my show. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm, I'm fine. I don't have a hangover. I don't have COVID. I'm perfect. Any character you want, I can do it. There What's your a- most famous character, uh, Doctor Now? Yes, do that, yeah, do, yeah, Doctor Now. You're coming here. You have to be very careful when you do the drinking. <laughs> You see, I was out last night. I did stick your 400 calorie diet. I was drinking like fish. It was you, 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 you gotta protect your voice, dude. I know, but I, I, I feel like I was doing a bit at the same time. So technically it was for work. And I just, I, I like Gary, I just want to please you. You know what? Doctor now sounds like he needs a doctor. I need a That's doctor. Right, doctor I, now. <laughs> but I don't. Hey, listen, Robin, you listen to me. The problem with Doctor now is he drank too much last night. He sound like a drunken sailor this morning, okay? <laughs> doctor now. Don't you know how many calories in that booze? These guys are all talking about this thing called liquid IV, right? right? It's this thing you put in your drink, and if you drink it throughout the night, you don't, supposedly you don't get a hangover. You don't. So everybody drinks like extra because they think this thing is going to help them. So they drink like double. No. Is it no. like Gatorade? Yes. It's yeah. like a powder. I yeah. go around, I was shaking it like maracas last night. It is brilliant. And you, if you have one of those before and one of those after, you 
drink. I swear, I wouldn't be around today if I didn't have those. You they're, sound they're like this in the morning. He well, sounds it, like that in the morning because Chris was wasted. I got the report. Chris was wasted within the first hour of this dinner. Yeah. No, oh, here's what happened. Goodness. Again, Pace yourself, dude. I was working. I was out on the beach with Blit. That's right. He was excited that he met a guy. We met a really cute guy on the beach. I met a cute Brazil, yeah, we were, Brazilian. We were doing How do you know the guy's gay? Like, Well, I, I didn't know at first because he was with a woman, but I had a move. I said, uh, I was getting him to sign the release and I said, uh, you guys are together, you couple. And the guy goes, oh, everybody think that. And when he said that, I go, oh, I get what's going on here. This is your your female friend, and they think you're a couple, but you are gay. So I start giving him, you know, like the wink and the eye, and I'm going, where are you from? And, where, where, you know, well, that's beautiful. And he's sort of giving me the big smiles back. And so... Where's he, he from? Was he Cuban? Uh, Brazilian. Brazilian? Brazilian, yeah. Oh, wow. That's your Which thing. Which is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So we're walking away, and I go to John, I go, did you think I had a vibe with that guy? And John goes, yeah. I go, I should go back and get his Instagram, because that's a new version of getting someone's number. Right. And I run back, and I go, hey, I, I, it's kind of forward. I, I, I don't know if it's weird, but could I get your Instagram? He goes, oh, yeah, I show you yours, you show me mine. Nah, 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 nah. So we exchanged Instagram. and Look at uh, you on a roll. I, I got a date tonight, and I have a date with this guy when I get back to New York, because he's laying over in New York. Okay, where's the, who's the guy tonight? This this kid or someone else? No, someone else. That's why I'm in one of these apps. I think I think uh, the idea is that Wolfie actually will come and cover uh, the date, so we'll get I audio see. from the date. Again, it's, I'm working. I'm working. Boy, this kid's on fire, huh, on Gary? Fire. Oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, I'm losing my voice. He, well, tell the before you lose your voice yes. completely. Tell, tell, tell Robin the story about the bread truck. Okay, so we come so with, they so Sirius XM hires these bread trucks to drive <laughs> around with my picture on says Howard's house party in Miami. I, I you know. This kid from Brazil, I has no idea who the fuck I am and couldn't care less that I'm here. But, uh, you know so, I mean? Oh, Howard's here. Do you know who he is? I have no idea. But uh, what happened with the bread truck? I think so this is funny. We come across, finally we find one of these trucks. And it's parked. And we're like, great. So we're going around the truck and we're taking pictures, you know, like a bunch of idiots. And then we go, oh, we should see if we can get the driver to play the music. Because apparently there's this big Latin music in the bread truck. And we because the truck's running. Yeah, but why Latin music? What do I have to do with Latin music? I don't know. What yeah, do okay. I have, the same thing I have to do what with am I, What am I running for president and they're like uh, campaigning? El Presidente. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. And then and then the Hispanic community will tune in, tune into my show and they'll be like, Is that, where's the music? Yeah, Is right. That good yeah. music they would play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so right. anyway, the car's running, but there's no one inside the truck. Right. It was just like a truck running in the middle of like an alley, basically, with so, your face on it. So my so the guy must have parked the truck in a fucking alley, Robin. And yeah. and basically, you know, like when you hire, there's the truck. You know okay. when you hire someone to like hand out leaflets and then they just throw them down the sewer. They put them it's, in the garbage. Yeah. This guy probably thinks, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. They hired me to drive this truck. He pulled it over to the side and he probably went out to eat or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was saying, like, if a if a truck like that was running in in Times Square with no one inside of it, there'd be a SWAT team around it. You, mean, you can't leave just trucks running. Yeah. It's like a terrorist uh, threat. We should have taken it for a joyride. We thought about it. Yeah. yeah. And then, so the other thing, where as we're walking to the beach, John and I, literally from the street across, it was we see this huge barge, this huge boat with nice. your face on it. Yeah. <laughs> so they have boats. They have trucks. I think today we're going to see a plane. You want to know something? I have PTSD from that kind of stuff because I've told this story before. When my movie came out, I went over to the Cannes Film Festival in France. They flew me to France for, for God knows what reason. It was stupidest fucking thing. I mean, I don't Emotion even know what... is what they sent you over there for. Nobody even knew who I was in France. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like walking around France. But anyway, 
the movie studio, Paramount Pictures, decided to put up a giant balloon. Now, when I say a giant balloon bigger than the Macy's Day Parade, a big giant balloon of me, <laughs> like, and with, with private parts on it for the movie. Like a hot air balloon? The government yeah, in the yeah, like a, like a giant like Snoopy dog thing <laughs> like in the Macy's Day Parade, but it's me. <laughs> and like they draw, they purposely drive me over on a boat, and they go look, and I go, what's that? And you know, it's like all fat this yeah. thing, and look at like a big giant curly hair. It looks like weird Al Yankovic if he ate a cow. <laughs> and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, what is that? Is it? Wait a second, and it dawns me. I go, that's not me, is it? And that giant balloon, and they go, "Oh yes!" I go, "Who's who decided to do this? We thought you'd be honored." This is wonderful. And I'm like, "Oh fuck me!" You know. And then all of a sudden, you see this thing. It got the government ordered it shot down. Evidently, (laughs) they didn't. They didn't clear it with the proper authorities. (laughs) They just put it up. And they shot it down. So now yeah. this whole thing's playing out at the Cannes Film Festival. Me, giant balloon, a hundred feet in the air, and there's planes attacking it. <laughs> You're like a Chinese <laughs> weather balloon, yeah, a Chinese yeah. spy like, balloon. Hey, could you get better press yeah, than that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know what was going on. And the boat we were on was probably destroying the coral reef. You couldn't get right. worse press. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. How I just want to just. I'm Howard promoting Stern a movie. France. Uh, <laughs> You're so like controlled about everything else. Nobody talked to you about this balloon? When you have a movie out, you're out of control. Like, they just <laughs> fucking go wild. They just, You know what it is? You lose all control. People just start doing shit. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, uh, like, 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 like the people in France were like, "What is that? It's the Jewish Godzilla shooting it down with a fucking <laughs> this airplane's attacking me." Like, and you couldn't get worse press. They were like, "Aviation was disrupted yesterday. It was very dangerous thanks to Howard Stern private thank you, parties." Thank you, Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Howard Stern private party, a filthy eat, private eat, party. Eat, hit the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Shoot him down. <laughs> Uh, it was so fucking bad, man. Well, the boat's cool. I don't know. Is I it thought, cool? The I bo- thought I the mean, boat was really cool. Yeah. We yeah. were running like, again, like, we were like, oh, Bolf, Bolf, you know, we love you. Look, my Bolf is on a boat. <laughs> I can't believe my, how famous Bolf is. I can. I can believe it. Now, you know what? That's a, sh- that's it. You know what that is? That's a telltale sign that I'm not that famous. When you're really famous, you don't need to fucking hire a boat that's to go right. sail around with your picture on well, it. Well, you know, the other funny thing, so yeah. the boat is like a digital billboard. Right. So you'd be on it for 20 seconds, and then oh. it would go to, like, you know, a vino skin cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, an insurance company is right after you. Right, right. right. Liquid IV. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that gecko frog or whatever the fuck yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Lube. <laughs> gecko the gecko. Hey, that's inventive. What is it? That gecko. Geico. Uh, the geico, geico, the gecko. Geico. Geico, yeah. gecko. Yeah. And he's like British. I should have gotten into advertising. I could have thought of that <laughs> in my sleep. They have the Aflac duck, and the duck yeah. goes Aflac. Aflac. Yeah. I don't they know. They put Gilbert's really... voice back on that Aflac duck. I think. I don't know. Can they? Maybe. It's well, safe now he can't now. screw up their image. <laughs> now, he, now he can't tweet about like Japanese flood victims. Well, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> you know, you think about it. Like, I was like, oh, they had to put my picture on the side of a boat. I mean, uh, I'm not that famous. Leonardo DiCaprio has a boat. You know what he does on that boat? He fucks. He doesn't advertise. Yeah, there's no billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. um, And somehow everybody knows he's in town. So how was the dinner last night for Ronnie's 
What is an engagement party? It's good. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. What kind of food? Mexican, Mexican food. Mexican food. I will tell you that I, I was, I went out with him at the beginning, right? I had a drink. Yeah. And then, um, I, I had to come back here because Carrie Underwood was, uh, sound checking. So then I met back up with him at six o'clock for dinner. And when I saw Chris at six, he was dramatically drunker than when I left him. Like you were very, you were slurring like crazy, right? I mean, I don't know. You tell me, Gary. <laughs> I don't are. fucking remember. And I was like, I was like, I was only gone an hour and a half. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it was the sun. We were out in the sun doing shtick. And but, but uh, meanwhile, hey, speaking of Gary, I got to play your latest fo- Florida oh. phony phone call. Oh, you so got to hear. Funny. I, yeah, it's so funny because I just can't figure women out. I've always thought that women want a guy who really, you know, kind of behaves himself and and and, and has some kind of joie de vivre. <laughs> and something, you know, like a little panache. Then how you know? do these very shady guys wind up with women? Gary says the most awful thing in his character, flirty Gary. <clears throat> and you go, well, the woman's going to hang up. They seem to eat it up. They love they laugh. it. They laugh. They laugh. Clever. They love it. They so they, clever. Yeah, Let me give charming. you some history for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. So Gary does his character called flirty Gary and says weird shit and tries to get dates. Uh, he goes on these dating apps. So anyway, when um, Flirty Gary, I should play one in reference. What was the last one you did? The, flirt- the, uh, the MAGA lady. Oh, yeah. Flirty. It was called a Flirty MAGA Gary or something. <laughs> yes. Um, Very original. There's an app for people who are into Trump and into MAGA. And Gary did this. Let's go, Brandon. And by Brandon, I mean, let's have sloppy, unprotected sex in my four by four. See, I'm, I'm little enough to fuck a guy when we're driving. By the way, when I say I'm into MAGA, I mean making anal great again. Oh, there now you're talking. I'm into lower taxes and big fat asses. That's my best asset. I like a girl that's fiscally conservative and anally liberal. <laughs> oh, Ooh, boy. I hope Trump does build that wall so I could fuck you up against it. <laughs> Yeah, build that wall, baby, build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall, baby, build that wall. Is your booty the head of a Capitol Police officer? No. Because I want to smash it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my, my, my. The weird thing is, real Gary was never that successful with women, no. but flirty Gary is unbelievable. I mean, aren't you shocked when these women stay on the phone? It's insane. It's insane. And I, it makes me rethink that maybe I should have just been an asshole. I said to Gary, why do you think these women stay on? And now Gary's like an expert. He goes, I think it's like my attitude. Like well, it's confidence. A, confidence. <laughs> confidence. And I go, you know what? If you put JD with the same material on the phone with a woman, I guarantee you they're going to call the authorities. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I hope they build that wall so I can fuck you up against it. Listen, sir, I'm calling the authorities. Let's have sloppy sex in my pickup truck. Flirty All I have Gary's to say like, is most men have women, and there's not that many great straight arrows in the world. No. <laughs> what you're no. saying is there's not a lot of options, so you got to end up with no. Flirty Gary. Gary shows up, you go, well, let me try this one. <laughs> well, Flirty Gary became Poppy G down here in Miami. Poppy, Poppy G. Poppy G, and we said, well, let's see how Poppy G does. And Poppy G, what'd you do? You went on one of the apps? Yeah, yeah, I went on one of the apps. I got, I think it was a Cuban lady. Right. And, uh, Flirty G became Poppy G. I used my Spanish. What little Spanish? I sang. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen to this. He was charming. Hola. Hey, this is Gary. Hello. How's I... it hanging, mamacita? Muy bien. How are you? You know how it be. I'm so sorry. How do you spell your name? Well, my friends call me Flirty G, but my Latin friends call me Pappy Gary. 
Papi? And I'll tell you what, Mammy, I'm coming to Miami and I'd <laughs> love to meet up. You like nice Latin women, right? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. You're Latinx and I'm looking for some Latin sex. Okay, good. Oh, thank goodness. I need a man, like a man who can handle shit. I'm Papi G and you'll go loco for me. I, yeah, Papi, I'm sorry, but that's like you reserve Papi for like Papi. I'll tell you what, something's going Poppy in my pants right now just talking to you. <laughs> I'm looking for a Miami mommy who can handle my salami. I don't know. I don't think you can handle this, mommy. I, I'm telling you that right now. Ooh, mammy, when you talk like that, my wiener does a Latin danzo in my pants <laughs> Salsa o merengue o bachata. How's about a rumba cubana on my banana? <laughs> <laughs> I am as strong as a shot of Cuban coffee. <laughs> Ooh, shit, girl. Un cafecito. I'm going to pack that pussy tighter than a Cuban cigar. <laughs> two for two. Dos para dos. Warning, warning. I've got a Cuban missile crisis in my pants. <laughs> American men are so funny. You you oh, you guys always have like these jokes. So funny. My penis is like a Cuban cigar. Brown, thick, and really smelly. Okay. You you had two for two. You should have just quit there. You like Despacito? All day, every day. Well, your pussy, I will eat-o. <laughs> <laughs> and that is three for three. I know drag shows are controversial in Florida. Yes. But can I drag my balls across your face? Por favor. Por favor. <laughs> Are you a fan of I Love Lucy? Yes. Because the ladies call me Thicky Ricardo. <laughs> Lucy, you got some splaining to do. And by splaining, I mean anal. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know what that sound means. I feel a song coming up. Yes. Oh. They call me Puppy G. Cause I get all the hot ladies <laughs> When they show me the tatas I shoot stick, sticky goo, stick, sticky goo Now that's Poppy Yes sir, I'm Poppy G Okay All the chicas go nuts for me When they play with my penis I shoot stick, sticky goo, stick, sticky goo <laughs> Anyway, Mammy I gotta take this yammy For another fun-filled day in Miami Talk soon, Mama I am going to maybe take some sexy pictures But... If you promise me to just keep for yourself. Oh, hell yes, mommy. My penis is mucho, mucho ready. But will you send me one in return? Oh, for sure. You making me harder than getting an abortion in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sync up soon so I can stuff your empanada with my chimichanga. Yes, yes, yes. Call me tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh-oh. I feel another song coming on. Yeah, oh, my God. This is... My cock's on fire. I need to stick it in your twat, twat, twat. <laughs> I'm getting blood flow. My cock wants to go in your twat, twat, twat. <laughs> Adios, senorita. Nice to meet you. Call me tomorrow. Oh, for sure. Bye, mommy. All right. Bye, sweetheart. Puppy G out. Wow. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. She should have like hung up on you yeah. three seconds in as soon as you said you you got a smelly dick. I mean, <laughs> big brown I lost, and really smelly. I lost her, but then I got her back. You got her right back. Yeah.
I'm we're, like, um, we're actually taking Flirty Gary to the beach after the show. Yeah, I'm oh, really I don't know about doing that in person. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think I, you're nuts. I said they're going to put an ear. I'm like, I don't know, I'll man. I'll be there. I'll be there. You'll I'll be there. What? Yeah. You'll get your ass but, but, kicked, but, too. Look, yeah, look, he'll no, record I, the beating. No, no. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, Gary. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. And I'm worried. Don't listen to him. He's a maniac. He's nuts. Don't worry, Gary. I'll be there to run away. No, no. Oh, my God. I Hold on a second. Oh, it's Dice Man. Hey, Dice. Hey, good morning. You know, I'm listening to this segment. Gary, he fucking gets it, right? As long as you're charming, you can say whatever fucked up shit you want to abroad. Watch, watch, uh, watch this, Howard. I'll prove it. Hey, Robin. Let yes? me glaze those big fucking chocolate donuts on your chest. Ow! <laughs> You see, you know, she loves laughing. it. Look at her. She loves it. She's laughing. I mean, yeah, she does. Robin, she likes Robin, it. Robin, come on. I'll take you to dinner. Then you can drink my whipped cream for dessert. Oh, oh my goodness. Wait a minute. One wow. is enough. <laughs> I, I can One feel the far. moisture just percolating. <laughs> hey, listen, Robin, I want to dump my goo in your shitter and watch you crap oh. it out like a frozen yogurt machine. Okay. Robin oh, is smitten, I'm, I have to admit. I'm no? out. <laughs> Robin, I out. Love Miami, though, you heard of the Miami oh. sound machine? Yeah, yeah, they're going to need a Miami sound <laughs> machine. Ow! Well, listen, Dice, I got to say, uh, you, got, you do have a way with the women, and so does Flirty Gary, so thank you for that. Not to see now you're at the door. <laughs> I okay. think he's charming. Wow, that's an amazing... Once again, you've uh, hit a home run, Flirty Gary. Uh, Poppy now, what's G? that God. woman going to do when she doesn't get a call today? Poppy G comes into town, lights her up, feel, and then leaves But meanwhile, Gary, Gary even fucks it up. He, he calls himself Pappy G. He right. calls her... He calls her Mammy, Mammy. instead of Mom. That's Mammy. The, that's the best part. At one point, he goes, he's like Al Jolson. He goes, oh, Mammy. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Mammy. Oh, Mammy. He goes, oh, Mammy. Baba Booey. Yeah, yeah. He had some other word, too, in there. I yeah, I know. Pa I know. Poppy. Baba Booey. Pa Pappy. Yeah. Poppy. Pap Poppy Van Winkle. Poo-poo. <laughs> it all works. It all works. It you works, got the girl. Man. That's it. I, I got to tell you something really funny, Howard. So they, they, we finished the call until edited. They sent it to me. And I was like, damn, like, I, I my singing's way better than I remember. And then Chris goes, yeah, we auto-tuned you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. yeah oh, no. uh, I getting, was so happy. Uh, you don't know how much work it takes to get Gary to sing one of those songs. I mean, you, you think we're here screwing around all day. We, we Listen to this. This is an outtake. They call me Poppy G. They, I, so I can do the first two lines. They call, they call. They call, they call me Poppy G. That's what you're gonna get. They call me Poppy G, cause I get all the hot ladies. I, I, I think I have the syncopation right, but I don't know if I have like the, I, I think I can do a better tone. My cock's on fire. My cock. <laughs> My cock's on fire. My cock wants to go in your. My cock wants, My cock to, wants go. to go in. My cock wants to go in your twat, twat, twat. Slow it down, right? I'm getting blood Dang. flow, just that. I'm. Ay, ay, ay. It's like pulling teeth over there. You're talking about it's like working with Beetlejuice. Uh, when we used to record the Ronnie musicals, that was another nightmare. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Gary, as long as you're here, who did you go on a walk with, Chris? And you saw the. No, yeah, uh, John Hine. Oh, John Hine. 
I went out to dinner last night. I took Ross. Yeah, I know. He told me. Oh, he told you, yeah. Yeah, because he called me afterwards. He wanted me to come over and watch the Knicks game. Why does he want to watch it with you? I don't know. It's, it's, guys like to watch it's games a guy together. Thing. Yeah, yeah, they love each other. I also. watch a lot of porn that starts that way. It's hot. <laughs> I was watching the Nick game. I went so. Cr- I'm such like a Nick fan. I didn't even know how deep it went for me. I, you know, but like, I get, I get into bed. I'm watching the Nick game, and uh, it's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy because they're losing. I, I'm, I, oh. I've watched all the way up to the uh, third quarter. I'm in there and I'm like, oh shit. Every time the fucking Knicks catch up, they they get slammed again, and they're down by six in a blink of an eye. It's like a couple of guys hit a couple of three point buckets, and you're and you're like, and I said, this is insane. This is fucking crazy. They're in the garden. Miami's the eighth seed. They suck, and you can't fucking beat them at home. What are you going to do when you get to Miami? And I'm yelling at, and, and Beth says to me, "You got to calm down." She says, "You sound like a, like a man all of a sudden." I go, "I know. It's driving me fucking crazy. The Knicks are driving me nuts." I got so worked up. I said, that's it. I'm going to bed. Because at the end of the third quarter, where were we at? They were down by almost 10. Right. And then and I will tell you, I stayed up for the whole game. Five minutes left, they were down six. And then it was back and forth, back and forth. And then they were up eight. And then, and then all of a sudden, they were up three. So it was it was tight right to the end. And the Knicks so won. they won? Oh. Yeah, they won then, by six points. But they had, if they lost yesterday, the series is over. Because now it's yeah. coming back here. So they had to win. They had to win. And... uh What's the name of the coach of the Knicks? I don't even know. I'm embarrassed to say. You know, it's funny. I could see his face, the bald guy with the... And he He's was, got those few hairs on his head. And, and the shirt too tight, the pullover too tight. I can't remember his name. I now. said to my wife, you know, he had a full head of hair before he started coaching the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I said he, he couldn't take it. Thibodeau. Is it Thibodeau? Thibodeau. I don't know. I don't even know. I'm embarrassed to say. But I, man, tell me about my uh, new boyfriend, the the white dude, the tall dude. He was amazing. He had... Uh, What's his name again? Hachenstein? <laughs> Uh, Halterstein? Halterstein. Halterstein. I, I think it's Stein. I think. <laughs> Don't you think with his height in high school, he got called Frankenstein? Of course. <laughs> he had to. He probably, yeah. Isaiah Hartenstein. I was telling Robin, like, when I go to the Nick games and I'm sitting courtside, none of the players come over and say hello. They, they go over mostly like to Tracy Morgan and Spike Lee and all these guys. And I'm always like, kind of like, oh man, that sucks. Like, they don't, like, they just kind of walk. It's like, it's, it's very blatant. They just walk right by you. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. None of them will say hello to me. And then I was thinking, the only guys who say hello to me, I said this the other day on the air, are the referees. And I Which thought, is odd. Well, I've never seen them say hello to anybody. They, they right. go, hey, Howard, I listen to you all the time and everything. And I go, well, that's cool and everything. <laughs> it's but, okay. And then I'm like, like I'm, I'm overly excited. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, yeah, great, great. And I stand up. I'm shaking their hand. I don't shake anybody's hand. But it's just like, it feels cool that someone involved in the game. But I wish it was the players. But I feel like with Hartenstein, if it is a racial thing, maybe this big, tall, white guy who is kind of an outcast might, uh, you know, maybe he Where's relates he to me. Is he an American or is he from somewhere else? <laughs> Sounds like he's from like, <laughs> Little, like oh, from Transylvania. Yeah. Hartenstein. Yeah. Castle Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Frau Hartenstein. <laughs> but Howard, you know, he, he's their backup. And I he, know. And he had an amazing game last night. I think he had like... Over ten rebounds, and he was really he was really good. He was real. Every time he gets in the game, he does well. I'm thinking I'm going to go to one of the games and have him come over to me. 
Well, now it's funny because how about if he ignores me? So then yeah. it turns out the black. He might not even know who you are. Right. And you know what? It's going to turn out the black players ignore me and the white players yeah. ignore me. <laughs> you should wear a T-shirt that says, say hello to me. Yeah. Someone say hello to me who feels bad for me. Yeah. I love that you have a whole fantasy in your head about, like, this guy meeting you at a, at a basketball Well, game. I'm, like, a little jealous. Like, he's, they sit me next to Tracy Morgan every time I go to the game. And, you know, they're free seats for me. They, yeah. they comp me because I, I'm famous. <laughs> and I must be really famous. It, uh, maybe I got a boat. Uh, hey, you're on a boat, man. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, I must be really famous. They stick me in the front. You know what I mean? It's got to be. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good uh, confirmation that I got something going on. And I'm sitting there and everything. And I'm next to Tracy Morgan because they assume we're friends. And you know why they assume we're friends? Because I'm always sitting next to Tracy at the Nick game. And now it's become like, hey, Howard and Tracy are here. And, uh, you know, you t I'm talking to Tracy and every five seconds we get interrupted by a different player coming over and like high fiving him, giving him that, that whole that whole bro hug where you slam into the other guy. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. cool. That's cool. I want that. Although I'll probably fall no, down. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you know. Howard. But uh, I want to do that with some of the like, and I feel kind of like not so famous because Tracy's getting all this attention. And I hate that. You need to make the first move then. No, 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 no. no. you're I, not. Hey, no. I'm not JD over there. Yeah. Howard's got to yeah. be, they have to <laughs> want Howard. Make the first move. <laughs> they got to want to come yeah. over to you. Did you see, by yeah, the way, the worst you see, would be you try to talk right. to somebody and they don't want to talk to you. I think or, they yeah. would love I think, that, though. They you know who comes it. over to me, though, all the time? A real gentleman. He's my guy, Walt Frazier. Ah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Big fan. Yeah. I love nice him. But imagine, Howard, you put your hand up to, and the guy just leaves you hanging. You look like a douche on top of Oh, my God. Horrible. I, I got to admit, I've been gun shy going to any Nick game because of that motherfucker, that ex coach who does the play by play on radio. Oh, Van Gundy. Yeah, Van Gundy, a cunt. Yeah, he's the Van Cunty. <laughs> Van Cunty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he calls you out. And motherfucker stuff, right? gets on, like the big Yenta, you know, there's nothing going on. The Knicks were getting <laughs> pounded, you know, and then he goes, I'm just looking around Celebrity Row, Howard Stern, who gets a free seat here. All of a sudden, like, I don't ever That's hear them horrible. say Tracy Morgan gets a free seat. He goes, Howard Stern shouldn't get a free seat. He's leaving early. He's giving up on his team. Boy, I got to tell you, that really hurts. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, you're an asshole. Second of all, how do you know I don't have a sick child at home that I have to get home to? I just got an emergency call. Wouldn't you feel like a dick? How do you know I didn't just get a call that my kid is ill and, and is being rushed to the hospital? Not that that happened, but you don't know that. It could have. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean. That's cruel. Yeah. No, he called me out, and I was like, you know, that's really embarrassing. Yeah. First of all, I'm very famous. I can't be just walking out with the masses. You know that, Robin. I have to. That's right. He gets mobbed. But but in all fairness, Howard, he, he 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 did call you out, but then you bitch slapped him pretty hard. I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm not done bitch slapping that. So uh, so I mean, he will never mention your name again. He said that. Well, I I was listening to a clip where they were trying his his co his co-hosts were goading him to mention your name, and they go, "I'm not saying anything. I don't know. I know what you're trying to do." I don't know do. what bug is up his ass. It's not like he got any. Did he get any ring on his finger when he was coaching the team? I don't not remember. With Knicks, yeah. no. Not with the Knicks. Not with the Knicks. Welcome back to Madison Square Garden. As the Knicks with a 27-point oh. lead. Oh, even some of the celebs are with Howard Stern left early. Yeah. You see, I wouldn't give front row seats again to anybody.
anybody that leaves early. I mean, Nick Lachey's here. He's still across the way in the front row. He's still nobody knows who Nick Lachey is. Nick Lachey, twenty seven. Yeah, uh, Nick Lachey is here. Uh, He's a real you know, Nick Lachey doesn't have a job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Nick Lachey can stay out all night. Yeah. I can't. I got to work in the morning. There's still more <laughs> basketball to be played. <laughs> I wouldn't I give them the front seats ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein, Hartenstein was born in Oregon and then moved to Germany before high school. He played in Europe before getting... Oh, he probably doesn't know who I am. He's useless. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to come over and say hello. You know what I should do? I should do like a candid camera prank. To pay all those players to come over and ignore Tracy and only say hello to me. <laughs> it, would, it would be so funny. Yeah, you know great. what I mean. Produce yeah. that in a second. Just be like, what? <laughs> Him? Yeah. Howard, did you see Tracy was at the game a couple of weeks ago? He, I don't know. He was wearing like giant red rain boots. Did you see that? Absolutely, I did. I loved that look. What was it? The giant rain boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it. But then you have Tracy removed from the game. That's the second part of the right. Break. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. You, have, sir, to you have to leave right now. Get out. Whenever they sit me near Tracy, I'm always like, oh, shit. Because Tracy talks the entire game. It's funny as hell. So the whole game, you're laughing. Right. And and you, so when they shoot you on camera, you know, to, to get a reaction. So you, I'm sitting there giggling. And like people are probably like, hey, this is a serious game. You know, Van Gundy's like, here we are in a very tense moment. And that buffoon is laughing hysterically. What the hell is so funny? The Knicks have uh, in foul trouble and we're having a hard time. They should never give courtside. explain basketball yeah. to him before they give him glory? Clearly he's mentally deficient so it doesn't understand the seriousness of this game and what is happening at this given moment who's the mongoloid in the front yeah, row yeah, I mean, what the hell what school did he go to what kind of manners does this young man have it sounds so stressful like yeah. do you even like going i love watching the players but i don't care necessarily like for the outcome like i just like yeah. the athleticism of it it's pretty amazing to watch that close. I mean, you, it really it is. is. It's a it different is. game when you're, you're that close. You're yeah. watching the yeah, like, and eye fakes and stuff. It's really amazing when the team knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know what? Up. I'm so unathletic. Like, I'm so nervous that the ball is going to hit me in the head. You know, like, I just <laughs> kind of, I sit there. It's I like just go, oh. <laughs> Sometimes the ball will roll to my feet and then, like, I have to throw it to the ref. You know, and I'm like, oh, I better not fuck this up so I don't look like a douche. Kick it back. Yeah. Can you bring it like a bag of marbles if you had front row? That would add a nice element to the game. If you, you know what's weird, too? When you watch on TV, I turn into a douchebag. I'm like, because TV flattens out all the action. You know, anyone who plays basketball, just even shooting around, you know how difficult it is and how hard it is. But when you watch it on TV, I'm like... You motherfucker, how do you miss that shot, you dummy? You're right underneath the fucking b b basket over there. You're, you're seven feet tall. How can you miss that? But see, now you're a real and, man. Yeah, that's I know. What, that's and what you do. Yeah, and you yell at the screen. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I can't take being a real man. <laughs> I can't take it. It's too much. Too so much being a real man. are you bailing on the Knicks or are you going to stick No, with no. I just had to turn it off last night because I was tired as fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, I woke up at three this morning. I'm exhausted. But I want to be awake for Carrie Underwood and Anita. Anita is a uh, boy. I didn't realize how famous Anita is. The guys filled me in. She's a big well, how deal. Famous like, is she? Uh, explain how famous she is. I mean, in in, uh, in the Latin world, she's enormous. And here in this country now, if you're in the, in the Latin community, I think I, I got to look at the number, but it's a ridiculous amount of followers and stuff. And she sells uh -huh. tons of records. 
And uh, JD loves her ass. Oh yeah, oh, she can, really? he loves well, her. She can move one cheek at a time. Well, I saw her videos, man. She yeah. puts it all out there. Yep. Talk about she puts town. it all out there. Yeah, but does she yeah. have a boat? No, she didn't have a no, picture of herself go. on a boat. I'm sure. <laughs> She's the first Latin artist to reach number one on Spotify's global chart as a solo act. And, land, and that landed her in a Guinness World Record for the accomplishment. But also, uh, she's pretty um, pretty open about plastic yeah. surgery and stuff. And she sex. Changed, and sex. She's, uh, she's a firecracker. And plus, she's got tons of hit records. You know, she's she's uh, Brazilian. So they, uh, you're going to be impressed with this, Robin. I know this. You think because yeah. she's Brazilian, she speaks Spanish. Wrong. No, I don't. Yes, no, you I do. Don't. You no, thought that. It, no, what does she speak then? What does she speak? Portuguese. Uh, you you looked it up on the yeah, internet. She Googled it. Yeah, she Googled <laughs> it. I've made that mistake. Yes, AI. <laughs> I've made that mistake. Yeah, no, they, yeah, people, in, so she had to learn Spanish in order to, you know. Do so well. Yeah. Me, I learned Hebrew. That's really coming in handy, <laughs> yeah. i got to tell you. You can be the number one Hebrew guy in, uh, <laughs> on the global <laughs> chart. <laughs> Sexy. 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 Anita speaks Portuguese. English, Spanish, Italian, and French. Nice. Wow. Smart woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to Tom. Tom in... Oh, i got to take a break, too, because Anita will be here. We'll, yeah, i got to we'll, go see if she's here. However. Yeah, and she's going uh, to welcome us to Miami Beach. Jesus. Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, Tom says he knows something. What do you know, Tom? Uh, I didn't know if you know that he's actually part black. Yo, 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 yo. No, he's not. Isaiah Hartenstein is, is part black? Yo, 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 yo. His father is half black, and I believe, as the story goes, his grandfather was in the military in Germany and married a, or was with a German woman, and I think that's where his lineage comes from. And oh. his grandfather was black. Well, then so maybe he won't say hello to, to me. Either, no, yeah. he won't. He'll <laughs> ignore me, too. He'll half say hello. <laughs> he might wave to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not a racial thing. Maybe it's just a douchebag thing. Maybe people just, you know, don't want to say hello to me. I don't know. I don't get it. Hey, anyway. (laughs) Hey, don't call me a douche. (laughs) Yeah. Let me see. There was some other thing. Do do I have to take a break, guys? We have a a Miami schedule, Robin. You. Ah. Hi-oh. You know. Have a lot to get By the way, our Miami shows are brought to you by organic trio you know about this yes we learned about it yesterday this is from the people who make snapple yeah first of all i was calling it organic trail like deo like trail <laughs> trail <laughs> come mr Tallyman, trail me banana <laughs> i was uh, no our miami shows it's organic trio and these are the dudes who invented snapple they um they invented a new drink, a flavorful drink, which you're gonna love. Fifteen calories. That's the whole deal. One gram of sugar, which is like light. That's very good. Fifteen calories. Yes. <laughs> hey, Doctor, now you must have yeah. been at Ronnie's party last night. No, you sound pretty fucked I'm up. Drinking trio. It's very good. Much of the throat. Could be, could be good for JD. JD, by the way, oh, I just got a note is watching videos of Anita right now, acting like he's working. So unprofessional. Oh, and he just and he just went, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Come in here real quick, JD. Tell everyone how you got a boner. Yeah. Cool. Pervert. Comes in with a big boner. <laughs> yeah. I should bring him in to meet Anita with his big boner. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. He You're in love with the, Anita, huh, man? You should wear the Speedo to meet Anita. No, no, I don't need to meet Anita. It's fine. 
<laughs> what? I don't know much fun. No, I was <laughs> doing research on our guest. And, uh, oh, dude. You're supposed to be working. I am working. You mentioned Anita. What video of Anita's will you watch? Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a video of like it's a compilation of her dancing around. And there's one where she's, uh, uh, there's one move where she's, you know, she's lying on the ground and she's, you know, humping the, the ground and it looked pretty damn good. Uh, so. Like, did you go to a strip club last night? No, I did not. I was good. Yeah. You were good. <laughs> Believe me, if you went to a strip club, you'd still be good. Yeah. Um, you'd be a lot, you'd have true. no money. No, yeah. no good and broke. Yeah. Yeah. Good and broke. Better and broke. Speaking of light, uh, yeah, he'd be a lot lighter this morning. Uh, and by the way, you want to be lighter, drink trio.com over there. Okay? Trio. I told him about it. He didn't listen to me. No more chocolate milk. Yeah. I don't drink chocolate oh, milk. Oh, you love sure it. You do. Yeah. I heard you also watched tons of videos of Alex Earl yesterday. You were. Uh, well, hold on. That <laughs> that was actually research. Actually, <laughs> the whole, I, I flew in with him. Yeah. He was talking about. I was it. not. Yeah, true. He he was angry. He missed her walk by the bullpen. I was not angry. Day. You were. You were obsessed. Yeah, you slammed your headphones down. You fucking missed that. You slammed your headphones down. Not, Can someone did. please just tell me when Anita <laughs> yeah. or Alex oh. Earl walk by yeah. in the hall? Yeah, he's like, I need to see her with my own two eyes. I, it's fine. It wasn't it's true. I, not, <laughs> you, yeah. we, were, we were on the beach, and he saw these big buff guys, and he goes, I bet you those are the guys that like Alex Earl would date. Like, he was, like, obsessed. What? Yeah. <laughs> he did. Oh, did. So those are the types Chris. of guys hey, a guy like Real quick, Chris, tell um, how you were holding hands with J.D. on the plane on the ride down yeah, here. Chris, tell this, that. No, JD is a really sweet guy because I'm a very bad flyer and there was some terrible turbulence getting out of uh, New York. And he was in the seat behind me and it got really bad. Like, I think the plane's going to go down. So I put my hand behind me and I put it out and he took his hand and put it into mine. And we were holding hands for a good, I'd say, 20 minutes on that flight. Is and that was right, so tender. Oh, first of all, I thought he was joking. No. <laughs> Is this your first gay experience? No, but I mean, I th at first I thought he was joking. And then, whoa, you know, when, the, when it starts shaking around, I see Chris's arm flailing behind the seat. <laughs> was it flailing? Yes, it was, Chris. <laughs> you know what's cool about you, J.D.? I it was. He's very I wanna, tender. I, wa I want to compliment him. Seriously. Hmm. You know, I don't like homophobes. And you were definitely not a homophobe the fact that you would hold a gay man's hand on yeah. the plane for 20 minutes i don't think i don't think i'm a homophobe and i support the gay community but i don't think i'm holding chris's hand and for Howard, 20 minutes i really don't and yeah. the way we are our hands are in the aisle everyone on the plane can see we're uh, holding hands yeah, yeah. wow well, listen, were you uptight at all were no, you like, I was like trying to help him out i was comforting him were I you know. afraid that people would think you were gay at all or, <laughs> no or, i mean no? i knew well, if, if the people thought that you know the, la it, the last time he was on a plane blip proposed to him so yeah. he's used to gay he's experiences used to on the with plane the, with these two i guess yeah. well, do you, did you were you surprised that jd held your hand that long honestly i was so genuinely petrified that i didn't think about it until afterwards and i just like I really have a. How was his hand? Was it wet? I picture his uh, hand. No, clammy. he should cut his nails, nails a little bit. They were yeah. cut. They yeah. were cut. They're they were kind of digging into me, but long. no, that was you squeezing it so hard from uh, fear. Well, yeah. both can be true. <laughs> Hold on a second. We're in the middle of the conversation. Oh, hey, it's Dice again. What do you want? Now, fucking JD, that's a real man right there. JD, come on. Let me see you jerk that slow prick of yours. Come on. Why show oh the dice, man, what you got? 
Slow yeah. break. God, I want to see that special needs goo hit the fucking ceiling. That's special needs. Come on, where's that fucking hog, you mushmouth fucking goon? Empty those slow balls all over the studio. All right. Take your fucking helmet off and come in it, man. Come on already. You know, though, how it. I bet this fucking JD, right? He, I bet he's got a big hog. You know, those slow guys always got giant right. hogs. Okay. He's not slow. He's just uh, different. Yeah, he's okay. Really awkward. Come, Morris. Come. That's Dice, man. He's rough this morning. Yes, right? he, he took off on me, too. Everybody's rough. Yeah. I didn't know you were slow. I just learned yeah, something. JD, uh, yes. how bad do you want to see Anita? I better get to it right now. No, you should get to it. You know, we got, you know, let's go. Trap, if trap. she said to you, JD, I have to have you. You, you are my man. <laughs> you would, you would, you, you would what? What would you do? Well, I guess you'd do whatever the hell she wanted, I guess. I you know, you, are you in love with her? No, I'm not in love with her, but you know, she's very attractive. So, you but know what how to if move. she said you have to leave with me right now as I'm leaving the show? <laughs> oh, no, I, yeah. Listen, I, 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 that would be very complicated. Uh, uh, I, because, I would like to. I'm going to have a Could you fall in love with her, though? Could you fall in love with no, her? I, first of all, I, she's not. I know, but let's say. She needed a Cincinnati Bengal. I know, right? That's another you plus love for the her. Bengals. See? You love the Bengals. I do love the Bengals. Could you see yourself falling in love with her? I not right now. No, I don't even know who who she is. Really, let's say you so, got to know her. If I like her, sure, I'm sure we could all fall in love with anyone. Right? He always oh, yeah. fall in love yeah. with me on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah, you're open to everything. Yeah. All right, listen. Um, drink trio, JD. You yeah, lose a couple of pounds, yeah, and you also yeah, have a good wait. time. That's yeah. right. And the rest of you too. You're all looking. Hello, eight three interview with Latin pop superstar Anita. Well, I'm excited to be in Miami because Anita is here. Anita lives in Miami and she is a big star, especially internationally. She represents Miami. Here's a woman who represents Miami, Anita. How are you? Good to see you. That's Anita. Hello, How are Anita. You? Let me take you in. All I'm hearing about is Anita every 10 minutes around here. <laughs> Anita, Early in the Anita, morning. Anita. Hello. Hi, <laughs> uh, this guy, JD, who works for me. He's a big Anita fan. Oh, Anita. oh really? Yeah, he was like, oh, I got to see Anita when she walks in. I've got to see her. I feel great for that. Do you mind if he says hello to you real Obviously quick? Obviously not. He's a little slow, so uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, uh, JD, take, just say hello to Anita. I just want to make his uh, life complete. Anita, what a life shot. story. Uh, I, I have been learning more and more about you and your okay. life story. I'm impressed with you. Thank you. First of all, uh, JD, go ahead and say hello and say and, and say whatever it is you want to say to Anita. Go ahead. Oh, oh, hola, hello. Hola. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, yeah, I love your work. Nice <laughs> to meet you. you Thank you. You move very well. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you move very well. Yes. Oh yeah, he yes. likes the way you move. I'm yes. telling you. Love you, it. You can do a trick with uh, where you can move one. Just one. Yes. Okay. 
Fantastic. he knows a lot. He <laughs> he knows Is that a, a hard thing to do to move? I mean, very hard. You have to be in tremendous shape to move one butt cheek at a time. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I think um, no. I, I, it's just practice. You don't need to be in shape. You but can be fat. It is whatever. In a way, being a pop star or a music star today is so much more difficult. I remember back in the day, like the 60s, the 70s, nobody danced. Nobody moved. You thought the person died on stage. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I think everybody danced. No. You'd go to see. Madonna like, danced. Um, that's well, true. Well, that was a the lot. 90s. You know, that was not the <laughs> okay. 70s. 70s. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Um, James Brown danced. James um, Brown danced. Yes. Yes. Elvis Presley danced. Elvis Presley. That's you. You know what? You're right. But not yeah. like you. I mean, the one butt cheek thing. <laughs> no. You it's innovated because it's that. the evolution of the dance. I mean, now we do some. <laughs> No one dances Crazy like you. Thing. Well, JD, yeah. time for you to leave. You're Thank starting you. to look like I'm a, a stalker. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Anita's getting a little nervous. Uh, She's had enough of you. All right. There you go. Anita. Hi. Uh, the reason I admire you is, first of all, anybody who can build a career in the music business today, we know it's tough. It is. Um, especially uh, what I am impressed with is you come from um, Brazil. And I don't yeah. know if you know this. In Brazil, they don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so for you to even break out as a sort of Hispanic artist, you had to go learn Spanish, right? Yeah, I had to go learn Spanish, but not only Spanish, because I thought it was it would be kind of disrespectful for me to just learn the language for the numbers and the money and just sing in Spanish and whatever. I wanted to learn the, the culture understand about it feel if that matches my personality and i felt like i loved it and i did i really loved it and i was like okay and i started to travel to understand the culture before i started to learn the language and get into the music you're so right because today everyone's like oh cultural appropriation she learned the spanish so she could make <laughs> money no you really uh, you know that's that's so true you can get you can get beaten up for anything these days <laughs> no it's just because i I mean, uh, when I thought of it, people were not actually talking about this. It was just because, I mean, I am Latin. It's very similar. Everything is very similar. It's just, I wanted to make sure I was, I was not doing something just because I wanted to do because I liked it and because it matches uh, something in my country and in my culture. And I realized we are all Latins, but we don't communicate. And I, I thought that was really, not right. I think we should, because I mean, you go to Brazil and the artists that are very famous that sing in Spanish, very famous in Latin America, people in Brazil don't know and vice versa. If you go to Latin America, they don't know the biggest artist in Brazil. And I was right. like, I want this to be over. I want everybody to communicate and know about each other. Let's you're, go. You're right, because it's so crazy. You want to say to the Brazilians, why don't you speak Spanish? Knock it off with the Portuguese, right? It's funny because... uh for I mean, before I speak Spanish, right? Right. We don't understand the Spanish, and vice versa. Spanish don't understand the Portuguese. So sometimes when pe when Brazilians come to America and we speak, we don't, when they don't speak English, people try to speak Spanish to them, and they are like, "My mom, when she comes, there, she's like." I don't understand Spanish. <laughs> What's the deal on your English? It's fantastic. No, I, no, very little accent, if any. I mean, I, it's not even detectable. Where, when, how old are you when you learned uh, English? Oh, oh my God! It's not. It's not been that much time, to be honest. Like, I studied a, a little bit when I was a uh, when I was ten, eleven years old, but it was back in Brazil, so it's not 
amazing. I feel like an idiot when I sit Why? with someone like you because <laughs> I try. I took Spanish. And all I yeah. can say is mis avios de pesca en la cocina, and it doesn't even make sense what it I'm doesn't. saying. It doesn't. I no. don't even understand. I think it says my fishing gear is in the kitchen, which was oh. a sentence I learned in, in Spanish class. But I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't get the language. But it takes a lot of effort. Like for me, for example, I had, I started taking classes when I was uh, 20 something, 24 maybe. Classes in what? In Spanish? And English. In English. Yeah, English and Spanish. And then I started to take wow. like this, um, it, you know, when the kids, I don't know the name of this in, in English, but when the kids are born with problems to speak and then you hire, you get a doctor. Speech therapist. Yeah. So yes. I hired that, this person to help me so I could lose the accent and I could speak easier and faster. It is incredibly, <laughs> what an accomplishment. Forget the music career. What an accomplishment. How many languages do you speak? I speak uh, Portuguese, English, Spanish, a little bit of Italian, and a little bit, almost nothing, of French. No kidding. That <laughs> turns me... I don't give a shit how much you <laughs> shake your ass. I don't how care about you, you lifting my butt cheek. hip at a time. Yeah. I don't care. It's because I love studying. I love studying. I'm obsessed with studying. So with with English and Spanish, I mean, to be fun... When I want to be fun, I say I learned with boyfriends, but that's not actually true. It's, uh, I put... Because uh, we take a lot of time glamming. Women, we spend hours and in, in, in with makeup, hair, and I just hired teachers every day I needed to glam, so they would be in front of me teaching me, and I was I would take classes instead of just being on See, a cell phone. I feel like you, like myself, you are a driven woman, and I'm a driven <laughs> I'm a driven woman. I am telling you that you, I think you attacked the music industry and career. With a plan. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in the sense, and I love that you're open about plastic surgery. Oh, that I am. You, you, you are, and I love that about you. And in fact, even on your album cover, you put eight different heads of yourself <laughs> on there at different stages of your face changing. <laughs> oh, my plastic surgeries. I just like to be honest. You got good plastic surgery. I, I mean, she's really good. I mean, it's the same person doing everything. From, from all these years, it's the same person. But I do like different stuff. Like, she is very good on the plastic surgeries. And then I have another person that does like fillers and stuff and then the, you've got yeah. a beautiful face Thank now, you. now let now. me <laughs> now now when you start i saw i saw they posted a video you even posted a video of yourself i did yeah I, you I were did. pretty girl don't get me wrong but i mean they made you super glamorous with the per and, and natural Yes, you, you, you don't look too, you know, you don't look all faked up. <laughs> what have you done? Have you, 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 did you change your jawline? I did. I, I had, my chin was like to the inside and then she broke it and took it to the front. It doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt? At all, at all, at all. What, wait, you broke your jaw? Yeah, and took it to the front. If I smile here, look, you can see oh. where my, where my, my chin was. Look. Let me see. All the way back there. Here. It was here. And, and they pushed your whole chin forward. Yeah, she did it. God she bless it you. It God bless this woman. You want to give her a plug? She's amazing. And Dr. Anna from Brazil. And then she is, she, I had a nose like. Wait a second. Like you this. see, I'm a snob. I hear doctor from Brazil. And right away I'm like, mm, I would only go to New York oh, no. or L.A. Forget it. There are different doctors for anything. For fillers, I trust uh, Dr. Simon in L.A. Right. It's really good. I don't trust anyone Why, wait, else. But you're a young woman. You're what, 30 years old or something? 30. 30. You're getting fillers? No, but it's just just to look a little bit. But it's like, I, last time I did was 
two years ago. So it's fine. I don't. I, I don't hardly know, know you, but you don't need the fillers. Oh, you've never seen before. What about your your uh, beautiful lips? Have those been doctored? Oh, but long time ago, like five, seven years ago. They're very nice. That's a doctor in Brazil. He's called uh, Dr. Newton. Dr. Milton, let me write that down. My Newton, lips are a mess. Newton, N-E-W-T-O-N. And uh, so... How I many have nose jobs have you had? Three. Three? Yeah. It's enough, though, now. now you've got no, it. it's enough. It's yeah. enough. Yeah, I was happy with it. You haven't had a facelift. You're too young for that. No, never. Never. But I will at some point. Did you do anything to your eyes? You've got gorgeous eyes. Uh, my No, my eyes is the natural thing. That's real. My bo- both natural things is my eyes and my ass. But you've it's never good. got the butt implant. Never. You got some ass on it's you. This surreal. JD. Did you it's, tattoo your ass? Yes, I did. Why did you do because that? Because I was dumb. I was, no, not dumb. It's It was fun. Um, What's it say? Love. And pain wow. in, in red. It, it's, it's do real. guys go nuts when, like, you know, I'm talking about your oh, intimate. For them to see it, they really got to search for it. They, oh, really, they, got, where is they it? need to search. It's not inside the ass. It's, it's there. It's inside. It's inside and the they ass? They need to see. They need to. That try. is love. I mean, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't notice because it's so small. They open it's up your ass and they see. They love? don't see it because they don't open my ass to see it. I think I don't know. I would. You would. Yeah. I don't. I well, think I never told. You know. <laughs> Did you tattoo your vagina too? No. Oh yeah, in the front. What'd you put? Uh, lo- this. Look, I brought my perfume for you to see. Is and, that uh, that pussy for a uh, perfume? Yeah, I will show you. So, oh, I was going to ask you about that. This is see. the tattoo from the front. Oh, here, that's cute. And here inside of the tattoo from the ass. Nice. But this this product that you put out, this is your product, right? Yes. Okay. It's called P-U-Z-Z-Y Puzzy. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's cute. Yeah. So yeah. this is, um, but wait, wait, there, wait, there is a reason why I tattooed. I was with my dad getting drunk. With who? Your dad? My father. Yeah. We were drinking <laughs> and we wanted to do, he wanted to do a tattoo and he was scared. It was like, oh, that hurts, that hurts. And I said, no, it doesn't. And then we, I said, let's, you know something? I'm going to prove it. It doesn't hurt. So you can do the tattoo because it was his dream to have a tattoo. I said, I'm going to, we're going to Google right now. What's the most painful play, part of the body? Right. And I'm going to get a tattoo right there. And we were drunk, so when we googled, it was the ass, so that's why I did it. Oh, the ass is the most painful? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the vagina. No, the ass. No kidding. And so in front of your dad, in the inside of your ass. And asshole? he was telling me if it, it was looking good or not. We what were a, drunk having fun. I am so I jealous mean, of, you know, my my father, he hated me. He oh, my, my, dad, like my me. dad is my best friend. It's, um, I, I envy that. Because He's my best friend. I, I could imagine, Dad. I want to. I want to get high with you, and we're going to go tattoo the inside no, of my just asshole. Drinking and <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. He wanted to have a tattoo. I just wanted to prove him right. that it doesn't hurt. But he doesn't watch the, the tattoo artist go inside your ass and tattoo the, your inside of your ass. He did. He, he was there. He, he saw did. it. Yeah. What's nobody wrong? was seeing my. The guy was not looking at my ass. But your dad is. But his my dad has has cleaned my ass for his whole for years. My dad wouldn't even throw a baseball with me, let alone go get a tattoo <laughs> in my ass. Listen, I mean, my dad is my literally my best friend. He knows everything about my life. I, I love this guy. Yeah. What a fun guy! What's he, his name? He's really fun, Mauro. Mauro. Mauro, yeah. Mauro. He's really fun. My yeah. dad, he's crazy. And now, so so this product is. So, yeah, explain to me. In other words, a woman can sometimes smell down there. Is that correct? 
Is that what your point is yeah, with pussy? Yes, and we have like doctors analyzing for years to to make sure it's safe. So it's all safe and and try it. We tested many times. And well, let me ask you a question. I assume I talk to women about this. You mm. know, women uh, they open up to me. Oh. The the I've talked to women about it. So this is a spray that you spray in your int- most intimate and of area. Pussy and your butt and the dick and the balls, everything. Oh, dick and balls. Yeah, everything. Man, woman, everybody. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm not so fresh down there because I've peed all day. I'm out exactly. and about with exactly. my career. Exactly. And and at this point, I start to drip a little with the pee. So I catch a little whiff, if you know what I mean. <laughs> So you're saying if I give a spritz of Anita's poozy. It just smells amazing the whole day. And it's very gentle. 12 hours. Like, I mean. Safe and gentle. Yeah. Because so the idea was because I was like doing concerts and you know, we sweat. The butt. What is the butt? What is the butt? It's two things doing this the whole day. The cheeks are rubbing together all day. Right. So it smells. That smells. That's stinking. And if, if we need deodorant and, and our arms are getting some fresh air sometimes, imagine the butt. There's They're locked in the cave. Th- this for, is a nice odor. This is, is nice. It's it not is. too strong. It's good. JD, come in here. I'm going to try it on your ass. Pull your pants down. No, I don't, don't, don't come in here. But, but so, so, so. the idea was for the, cause in the end of the day, even if you take a shower, go to the gym after an hour, your butt is smelling like, like butt. It's well, let me ask like you butt. something. In other words, like you woke up this morning, you probably took a shower. Yeah. All right. So you're clean. Yeah. So you don't spray pussy uh, on, right away. Oh, you spray exactly it? when I put deodorant after deodorant, I put the pussy. And all my Poozy, parts. you call Poozy. Yeah, it's right. Poozy. It's, it's a yeah. better name. Poozy. Um, and, and you and sprayed the, your ass too. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. And, you, and you, then it smells good for twelve for half a day. And if you're out and about, you keep it in your purse. And if you take a dump somewhere, which I, I assume you don't, because you're Anita, uh, but uh, but let's say it happens, you can sp- spray a little up up here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No kidding. What is take a dump? I don't know. Um, duty. Uh, uh, make a duty. <laughs> you know. Make a bowel poop. movement. Poop. poop. Oh, yes, I yes. do take a shit in everywhere, anywhere. You do? Feel like. yeah. You don't care. I don't. You won't shit in front of a guy, though, right? Not in front of the guy. Like, let's say you're... Not in front of him. But listen, you're in the vacations. And then, let's let's suppose you just met a guy. You're in vacations. Yes. You're sharing the same room. You have nothing to do. You're going to hold your poop forever? No. What are you going to say? You're going to pretend you go into the lobby and then you take yes. a shit in the lobby? That's, like, what girl, that's what real women do. No, they go down to the real lobby. women pretend. Going to the lobby? You know, I never understood when I go to a hotel. I see women piled up online to get into the no, bathroom down in the lobby. No. I take my shit right there in the bedroom. Yeah, He's going to take his shit there too. It's not that romantic. But that, oh, romantic is to pretend we don't poop, we don't pee. Didn't you pee on a guy? Didn't I read that? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. Some no, guy I got did not. somebody got bitten by a uh, snake or a bee or something. Oh yeah. Okay, that's I knew true. It. Yeah, you <laughs> you peed on a dude. <laughs> You're so into my TikTok stuff. I oh love it. Oh my god. Yeah, I love I it. I did, but actually, it's because he got he got bit by some animal. Yes, it was a friend of this drunk guy I just met. Oh shit! A fucking snake just bit me, Anita. It was not a snake. It uh, was no, a, I'm saying me. Oh, you? <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a spider. Yeah, or something. Something got him, and then he said, "Oh, if you pee, it it." 
gets better. Yes. But he was being so annoying with the pee situation that I said, come on, I'm going to pee. And I peed on his arm. And he Don't actually you get it. That's what I, you know how many times I've used that on women? I go, oh, I just got bit by a spider. I need someone <laughs> Why to would you want somebody, somebody to pee on you? It's disgusting. I, it is disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. So, um, so just getting back to this product, I want uh-huh. to talk about your career. Uh, Poozy. Uh-huh. You are a woman who's open about be, the fact that we are animals and we, we have smells exactly. and things like that. And, and I don't like the smells. And you don't like the smells. And this is a product that you exactly. sell. Wow. It's a and great thing. And you spray and you, spray, you spend hours, like half a day smelling great. Because at the end of the day, if right now you get your finger, you put it in your ass yeah. and you smell, it's going to smell like ass. Right. But if you have this, no, it smells like that. Because you're known for your beautiful buttocks. And you're known for dancing and everything. Do guys, when they meet you, want to always put their finger in their in your buttocks and play around with your buttocks? So that's why you're particularly sensitive about no. that area. No, no, it's just for myself. Even even when I'm not going to see anyone, I just spray that. Right. It's just for me. I like to take out my pianos and be like, uh, I smell great, like a daisy, uh, like a daisy. What do, before we get to music, because it's amazing what you've accomplished. I'm, I'm very impressed by you. We're selling a lot of that. Just a so lot you know. of poozy. It's P-U-Z-Z-Y. Millions. And you know what? I got to say, I'm smelling it. It's not an overwhelming, perfumey smell. That's no, great. Very nice. But, you know, some people got to bathe once in a while because uh, I don't care how much perfume you put on that I thing. Know, we got to take a shower. That's not it. Were you advised not to call the product Pussy? Because, um, you know, uh, Pussy is more gentle. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. Listen, you know, because some stores won't carry something called Pussy. You know what uh, I'm saying? Uh, maybe not. No, no, maybe. no. Pussy is more elegant. Very elegant. We're sitting here with Anita. We're discussing her career, but we ended up on Pussy. Uh, but finish this. Your plan was you looked in the mirror as a, a very young girl when you, you used to sing into shampoo bottles, right? Yeah. That, that was your thing. Yeah. And you even put a video out of you singing in the mirror. You would look at yourself and say, if I'm going to be the big star that I want to be. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. You said, I envision a different face. I'm going to get my body together. And you started to plot out what you wanted to look like. Oh, no. To look like, like, look a, like, sound like the overall. Oh no! Okay, yeah, look yeah. like now. Just um, not even that. It's crazy because when I was a, a a kid, I was already like in my mind. I had it. I was gonna do it. I, I my mom tells me that I used to go to her and be like, "Mom, I'm gonna be a singer. I'm gonna be so famous. I'm gonna hit this and that." Because we were really poor. Like really humble. We had a really humble life. And, um, where you grow up, you say you would walk out on the steps and sometimes you'd see dead bodies. That's how oh, bad yeah. it was in, that Bra- was, in Brazil. Yeah. In my, in my street. I wow. mean, but if you go to Brazil, it's not that you're going to die or get assaulted or robbed, whatever. It's, it's not that. You're not putting that out there, but it's, where you, you live. If you live was, in yeah. the areas, then you see these type, these type of things. Um, and then, I remember it was so hot, so hot where I lived and we didn't have air conditioning. So I used to tell my mom that, and then we, we we would go to the, to the mall, shopping mall, just to stay there hanging out with air air conditioning. conditioning. And then I told, I used to tell my mom, listen, when I become famous and rich, we're going to have a pool at the house. We're going to be at the pool the whole day. We're going to have air conditioning and everything. Did people laugh at you when you would say this and ridicule you? My family, they wouldn't laugh. They would just be like, oh, let's not get this kid frustrated. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seems impossible when you grow up in the ghetto. What is it called? The favelas? Yes, the favelas. Favelas. When you grow up in the favelas, nobody, you know, 
the odds of you coming out of there and even being, yeah. a, you know, getting an you education, getting a job, it all seems like a dream that can't yeah, come true. You yeah, you can't picture that happening. Like everybody, when I, when I said that, it was taken as a cute joke from a kid. I used to like go, my, my mom says I used to pass the places like the stages or the TV studios and say, I'm going to work here. I'm going to sing there. I'm going to do this. And everything happened. And nowadays, and then when I started singing, it was in the favelas and the communities, the, the, the street parties. And, um, my mom, my dad was like, what are you doing? You're singing at this criminal parties and you studied so hard because I loved studying. I was a, a nerd. I was crazy about well, studying. You're downplaying it. You would sing at these favela funk uh, shows. Yeah. And the police would come by, and because that was considered where drug use happened and crime yeah. happened, and they even tried to ban the music, the government tried to ban yeah. the kind of music you were singing. Yeah, they were arresting the singers. Yeah, and were. I mean, your parents were probably worried sick that you're hanging out with drug dealers and criminals and yeah. singing, and you're going to get arrested. I mean, I was not hanging now. Right. I was going there to perform. It's different. Like, I, I was very, my life, would I, would I the place I was going to perform and everything. I wasn't, I didn't actually used to live this life or go there for fun. It was just work. And I had my mom and my brother with me every time. Because you're so beautiful and sexual on stage, you are, you, you exude sexiness. You know that. Were that, was that also a concern? Because you were a young girl when you started yeah. to go do that. I was I, 17. I, yeah. If I was your father, I'd be worried sick about it because you go up there and you put on a show. My dad was really concerned. So he was like, trying to make me stop it now that i'm here he says no 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 i always support it but he was, <laughs> yeah, he, was he was very, a big fan back he then. was very concerned and yeah. my mom but my mom and my brother they made sure they were with me right so they were going with me and every my mom my brother was my dj and my and the driver and also the producer and my mom was also like there to to help to protect and i had a fake email with like management anita uh. <laughs> And, uh, I used to like negotiate with everybody and with these for, for me to do these parties. And then when they wanted to have a call, I would put my, my brother on the phone and be like, say this, say that, say this. And and I, <laughs> this, this is kind of heavy. I mean, you're such an upbeat person and you, you are so exuberant and, and you love your career. And I, I when I was reading about you, I, I, I learned that you were sexually abused by a boyfriend. And so when you go up on stage, I was, I was a teenager. 15, right? 14, 15. 14, 15. And that's a bad experience. Yeah. But does that affect you for a while as the performer? Because when you go up on stage and say, oh, God, these men are sexed up out of their fucking minds. And I am, a, if I go up there and put it out there and I dance and I dance in a provocative way and I sing to no, them. No, it wasn't the opposite. Right. I wanted, whenever that happened, um, I talked about this on my, I have a doc documentaries on Netflix. And, um, I talked about that because uh, I didn't want to tell anybody, but then uh, some whatever situation happened and I, I probably that was going to leak somehow. And I wanted myself to be the person to put it out. And also I wanted women to feel because I was feeling I used to feel really good when I hear when I heard other women talking about this. I was to feel like there was not alone. So I thought I, I thought maybe girls could feel the same thing with me right so i said i talked about it and actually was the the opposite when that when that happened to me i was feeling so like just i think that's the society wants us to think that it's our fault that we shame do, you we do exactly so 
I just thought that if I was the opposite, because I used to be very like shy, like um, not shy. I was very artistic, but only with the people that I trust. I was like not this outspoken and everything. So the sexual so, image. I thought if I was like that, if I was like, yeah, I do this, I do that, I take my ass. I thought if I was like that, I would be people. Men would be scared, and they would never fuck with me. Wow! You know? They would be like, and that's kind of true. Because after that, uh, every man was just so scared of me, and I was like, "Oh it's my god!" It's part of making men scared. I know what you mean. Like by being so, you're pretty upfront about your sexuality. Yeah, and men are not. Men are usually like. It, I I was like, okay, if I come and nice set the rules, then they. Will not mess. What's, you know? what's your deal? If, if a guy goes out with you, they last you say about three weeks with you and you get completely bored with them, right? I mean, that's <laughs> three months. Not three weeks. months? Okay, three months. What is it about? What do guys do wrong? No, I don't know. Do they get too enamored by your success and your fame and then it turns you off? What is the thing that turns you off after three months? I think what turns me, what turns me off is Things are very easy when you when you get to this point of being an artist, and that's why I changed a lot when I turned thirty. When I started changing and and turning thirty, I started to change a lot the way I feel things and see things. It's it's amazing, actually. Thank God, because I just think when we get like that, it's too easy to get things. It's too easy for people to get interested in us and the things that we have. And then when I feel like People just don't don't look at you and just look at the things that you have and the things that you are and accomplished. It it kind of sucks. So in other words, it's hard for you at this point in your career because you've, you've got a big career going. It's hard for you to find someone who can convince you that they're there for you and not the things that you have and the fame that you have. Yeah, maybe that also. And maybe, I don't know, it's just... I don't know how to explain. It's just a thing. And now I'm being more selective. To be you honest. are. Oh, are you in love right 100%. now? Are you in love? No, I'm not. Have you ever been in love? Oh, yes. Many and times. Many times. And yet <laughs> still the three month rule? Uh, no, but nowadays I, I'm so different. Like I swear. I swear. What it's changed? A, therapy? Therapy. The Me turning 30 changed everything. It's crazy. It, it was kind of a flip and um women still on the table you said you're bisexual uh yes i haven't been with a, a woman in in a while but can yes. you fall in oh, love no, with a woman could you a, fall in love with a woman not in a while but uh, no i don't think it would fall in love with a woman it's just kind of a fun yeah. thing once in a while yeah but i wouldn't say ne i don't i never i wouldn't say never so there is true bisexuality according to you yeah Wow. I always think a person is one way or the other. I'm convinced of that. I don't believe someone's really bisexual. Really? My yeah. mom's, my mom, she's like a little bit like that. Really? A little. Wow. I believe. I mean, I, I'm, I do. You're bisexual. I don't, say, I don't say never to anything. Wow. No wonder you need this pussy spray. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to be ready for no matter who comes along. I mean, it's wild. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm way more chill. My life is so chill now. So, so now you're looking for a soulmate. This is a whole new I'm not Anita. looking for anything. I'm I, first of all, I'm loving to be alone. Ah, uh, really? I'm loving. I can't. I, I, it's I, so I can't be good alone. to be alone. Oh, for, because I don't. I I rather have a relationship than being single. But 
I don't like wasting my time anymore. I used to waste my time a lot. Now I just think I'd rather stay alone, good quality time with myself than spend time hanging out with whatever people. You know why? You know why I dig you? Mm. You wouldn't be, you'd be shocked because you hate boats. I hate being on a boat. I'm trapped on a boat. I want to, I have people who invite me on boats. Huh? Do you know you hate boats? I do. Yeah. I, I read that about you. I was supposed to say that. But yeah, yeah. You do. You hate boats. I, I hate like them too. It. People invite me on a boat. I'm like, I'm sitting I here. It. I could be doing something. Exactly. It's, it's I could be at the beach. Right. The actual sand touching you, the You live in Miami, sand. right? You love yeah. Miami. I love. Why do you love Miami because so much? Because it's kind of like Rio. Mm. It's kind of like Brazil, Rio vibe. It's very similar, actually. I get it because I've been spending just three days here. I haven't been to Miami in years. Uh. And uh, I got to tell you. Got kind of a fun vibe. It is. The beach is nice. The walking Weather, on the, the boardwalk is nice. When it rains, becomes a river everywhere. It's cute. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. What do you got? You got a house or an apartment? House. I don't like apartments. Because why? Because I like the. I like to walk in the backyard, feel the look at the sky, feel the fresh air, and feel like I'm not locked. I like the freedom, and I don't like. The elevator situation. Bad. Elevator situation for me is the, I don't like it. Did you, did, because you're famous and, and I imagine Miami, everyone knows you, right? I mean, they know your music and they know I your videos. Yeah, they know me, but I, right. I don't know if it's because of that. I just think sometimes you want to be in a bad mood alone. Do you walk around and do guys hit on you all day? <laughs> be honest. Yeah. Do you walk around ever like these girls I see in Miami? They they wear almost nothing. They wear just. I their, wear almost nothing sometimes. You wear a sometimes, thong when I'm working. Do you wear a thong on the beach? On the beach, yes. You do. Am I supposed to wear what? I don't know. She's it's from what's shocking Brazil. to me. That's I know, but still, it's in, shocking. In to Brazil, me. our bikinis are. <laughs> what, what, where, where were you born? I mean, uh, we're born. <laughs> when, when you were you born? You think you were born in a ghetto? I could match you uh, stories on that. Where? Uh, Roosevelt, Long Island. Look it up. It's well, that the, has nothing to do with nobody, Brazilian ghetto. Nobody, I'm so sorry. Nobody wore a sometimes, thong. Sometimes people tell me, sometimes there's like, because I love driving my own car. Yeah. I love walking alone without security, everything. And sometimes people be like, oh my God, you're not scared. It's so dangerous. And I'm like, I'm from, I'm from Brazilian favelas. <laughs> nothing you scares mean? you. <laughs> nothing scares me. I'm going to play you something right now. And I want to tell you, I want to ask you if you know what this is. Oh God, I'm scared. No, don't be scared. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. You're damn right. Yeah, it is. You, you, uh, you got with Snoop Dogg on this yeah. song. Snoop Dogg, actually, it's so funny because Snoop Dogg, he watched my Netflix series, my documentary. Right. He called me and said he 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 found a way to get my number, my phone number. You're damn right. I bet a lot of guys do. He called me and said, I'm here for whatever you need from me. I was oh, like, that guy's a player. Wow. And then I said, I need you to be on my songs and my records. And then he, uh, he said, whatever song you want. And then I sent this song and he said, yes, he recorded right away. Nothing sexual between oh, the two no, of you. No. He's, He's not a, like, oh, I heard about the pussy spray. No, blah, blah, blah. Come no. on. Right. No. No, it was professional. A lot of people don't, don't see me just as sex. Thank God. Did you, um, did you get high with Snoop when you worked with him? I don't smoke. Me neither. 
Makes yeah. me paranoid. Makes me cr- Do you do any drugs? You drink? No, I drink. You drink? Yeah. But a little bit. I just drink when I can go full drunk till the end of the night. What do you drink? Uh, I have my own drink in Brazil. It's called Beats. I sell it and I drink it and that's all I drink. I bet you make a lot of dough with that. A lot. Who do you hang with? Who do you hang with? I hang a lot with my family. Oh, um, I'm sorry. A l- Sorry, my fan, my family is the most fun people uh, ever. I guess I what? was, uh, okay, okay. My brother's my partner until nowadays. My mom's, my dad is my best friend. My, my dad mom, sounds cool. I mean, he's he going, is super yeah. cool. My mom is amazing. I you got love, any famous friends? Uh, yeah, friend, yes, I do. I do. Who's your most famous friend? Oh, my God. Oh, it doesn't matter. It does. It matters to me. I, I need to know what I'm getting myself like to, into in case I no, hang with you. No, I don't like to drop names. Um, uh, but, no, who's close to you? I mean, other you, other artists. You need to be around other artists because yeah. you discuss the business, and this is what this is the world you live. We in. We don't need. We don't need. You want? But I am only with the artists that I feel amazing with. With J Balvin, uh, Becky G, Chloe Bailey. Um, yeah, there's some. I'm talking about the ones that I call and start talking secrets of, of life. In other words, you feel comfortable calling those artists and saying, you know, maybe a, maybe a career question. Or, yeah, well, yeah. Will I Am is that person too. Now, there's a successful guy, Will I Am. He's amazing. Yeah, I he, love him. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So you can pick up the phone and you can talk about anything. I with can him. call him right now. He would help me with everything. But what? I don't. I don't be calling people randomly. What do you need help with? I mean, okay, professionally, maybe some question, but what, what personal problems you really? Yeah. Know? Before a therapist, I used to, I used to be depressed all time, and then I used to just call J Balvin, crying. Call. Why would you be depressed? Like when you say I, depressed, you listen, mean clinically depressed? Like depressed, like bad, and. uh I just think sometimes we don't, we're not um, clear about what we're here for, and this whole industry kind of mix up with your with your mind. But then I found the greatest therapist ever, and I've never felt like that anymore. So now I just call these people to say to talk about great things. Did you ever have to get on Prozac or one of these kinds of antidepressants? Yeah, wow, I so did. you really had it bad. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, but now it's such a past in my did life. you ever feel suicidal did it get that bad i don't know no 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 maybe no i don't know it was not i don't and then i said no right <laughs> right right all right let me play a song for you tell me if you remember this song okay yes fun moment with madonna madonna how do you how do you meet up with Madonna and how do you get to so work with her? So she got my number also and everybody everyone's getting your number. <laughs> everybody has my number, I swear. Yeah. Everybody has my number. Yeah. Even like the people at the the front door of at the neighborhood, they have my 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 phone number. I would get why Madonna would love you because you're out there, you're free on stage. You don't you don't appear to have inhibition. You sing your heart out. Yeah, Madonna. Listen to this. Doing funk again. Ah, you got rhythm. You play any instruments? She's singing Portuguese. You play any instruments? No, I don't. Cause Are you upset about that? Yes, because I was learning to play the piano from, with my grandfather. I used to sing in the church with my grandfather. Right. And he was teaching me. First, he, was, he said that a musician needs to learn how to read. How do you say when you read music on the, on the old school type of way? Um, read music. 
No, but in those lines that the dots, oh, yeah, how do you call know. that? Yeah. Because I don't know how to lines, say that. In, we know what you're talking about. In though. English, I don't know how to say that. Like a, like a lines with dots. Because people use letters, but <laughs> right. the old time. The Musical old. notes. Yes. Yes. So he used to say that a real musician needs to know how to read that. How do you like so, how I, I know less English than you? I mean, I, I don't even know. It took me an hour to come up with musical notes. Sheet music. You need to read so, sheet music. Okay. Yeah. My dad, my granddad used to tell me that. So he taught me how to read it. So right. I know how to read it. And then he said, okay, now that you know how to read this, I'm going to teach you how to touch the instrument. Yeah. So whenever it was the third week that I was touching the piano and he passed away. Oh, and that's then I awful. never got the courage to come back. Isn't that incredible that you learned five languages, but the language of the music? Yeah. I mean, I know how to read and to, to, to write. I know right. how to read and write. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people know how to read the, to play the instruments, but they don't know how to read that. So I know that. You were nervous when you met Madonna, right? I, I mean, was. Yeah, you had diarrhea. You I got had. A, you had bad diarrhea. Did you pull out <laughs> your, your pussy spray? And, I uh, didn't have the pussy spray in oh, that time. Good Lord. And, um, oh, poor Madonna. I, I Thank God she was a little after me. I got there a little earlier than her. Yeah. Thank God. Because then I had time to take a shit. <laughs> Crazy. I was feeling bad. Like, you know, when you turn nervous and you just get... <laughs> My stomach was just so you're, crazy. you're minutes away from meeting Madonna. You go, this is great. And I now I have to make a, a duty. It was crazy. Unbelievable. But thank God. Yeah. I mean, she would know this probably now, but at the time she didn't. Right. I understand. Great. Listen, who's bigger in the business than it's Madonna? It's crazy. And then she was in a studio and then she wanted to sing in Portuguese and wanted me to teach her Portuguese. And I was like, I'm teaching you something. How could you teach her so Portuguese scary. in that quick amount? I mean, uh, you, you had no, it phonetically. She's, saying, she's singing. I mean, yeah, phonetically, you had to go and teach her. But she lives in Portugal. She she was living. I don't know if she lives right now, but she I was see. living in Portugal. And then she she knew some stuff, which which was great. And she's really smart, so it was good. But I I needed to correct her on some stuff, and I was like, that is so scary. Listen to this. I'm reading like stats here. Nominated for Best New Artist Grammy last year. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yes, it is. Were you pissed when you didn't get it? Who got it? Oh, no, I don't get, I don't care. I think, uh, who, who got was Samara. She's a great who singer. Who got it? Samara. Don't, don't do this face. She's a great singer. I really? She sings. Her voice is unbelievable. And I heard uh, you went home and smashed things and oh, went crazy. Oh, that's such a lie. <laughs> I went home to celebrate. I was so happy to be You were here. okay with it. I was fine. Right. 100% swear. You're the second Brazilian woman ever to be nominated. I mean, yeah. man, just think you came from humble beginnings. Yeah. And you worked your way up. Nobody handed you Yeah, anything. the last woman was Astrid Gilberto with Girl from Ipanema. This is amazing. Um, yeah, 57 years ago. You sing in Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. and English. And Italian. And Italian. And, a, and French a little. Crazy. Nominated for Latin Grammy Record of the Year. First Brazilian solo artist to perform on Coachella main stage. Yeah, that's true. And you put it all out there. Yeah. I mean, you did. I brought the Brazilian favelas to the stage. Yeah, it was great. I was, I was hanging out at the... Um, I was going actually here in Orlando at the Disney park, the Disney uh, um, Animal Kingdom. And it was my favorite park. And I, I just felt like whenever you go to these parks, you just feel immersed by that energy. And I was like, you know, I feel so 
touched by this. I want people when they go, get to my set, I want them to feel like they are in Brazil. They are in there with me. So I was watching the Disney documentary and I saw Joe, the guy who built the whole backstage, the, the whole park. He had all the ideas and I reached out to him and he said, listen, I want you to could you do the stage for me could you do my my show with me and he said oh i don't i don't do concerts in so many decades i'm not doing this and then i started to show him my work and everything and he was like okay let's go and he uh, did it i saw that set it was pretty elaborate yeah i loved it yeah, i've never been to coachella but it's a big deal yeah and for that audience to embrace you you ever get frustrated like you think about the old days of the music business think about all the records you could sell and now you can't really sell records. Everything is streaming, you know? You can't sell, but you can have success. You can feel the audience. You can go to the stage and feel the people screaming for you. You, you got can, a tour to make it. I mean, if you're going to... Yeah, but you can also feel it. You can also feel it from 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 far away. Like, if I go on the internet right now, I'm going to see fans from everywhere in the world listening to my music, which is great. Like, before, for you to get to see this, you need to be in the place. Physically. Right. Now you can see it with distance um just look i'm just looking over some of these songs and stuff you got, man, you got devolver i love how you americans say involver involver uh, you know me okay. i flunk spanish it's but okay boys don't cry faking love I like this title. I'd rather have like, sex. I like this song. You know, and not just because it's I'd rather have sex, but it's 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 kind of a good point of view. It's like, hey, why am I wasting my time right now? Why? Like, I'm, I'm on a boat. I could be, I'd rather be doing something else. Exactly. I'm on a boat. Love it. Did you write the lyrics to this song? Uh, some of them, yes. Some of them, no. I just agree with them. What's your process? In other words, um, you it, it, when you come up with music and stuff, how does it all come together? So when it's in Portuguese, I just write alone by myself in 10 minutes. When it's in Spanish and English, I help them telling what I want to say and telling people if I agree or not with with, with what is being said. Right. But um, because of I'm not a native speaker, I don't. It's it's a little tricky to write to write the lyrics because you can get cheesy without knowing that it's a cheesy way of speaking. You know. It's so kind you of, sit down and you say, "I know I I I'm bored out of my skull. I'd rather be having sex." That's my theme here. That's the kind of thing. Yeah. And then you sit down and they they kind of help you craft it so that yeah. it, it sounds authentic. This song, actually, I got it. People sent me and said, oh, this is so you. And I said, actually, it is. I wasn't in a studio doing this one. But um, I definitely, when people do, people that write for me, they know me very well. I make right. sure they, they get to spend time with me and, and to know my character. Because in the music, they know I'm a business person. I'm very, like, I can be very serious. I study a lot. But they know that for music, imagine I'm not going to be there saying, saying, oh, I'm very serious. I'm a business person. And so they know my character the fun part of me that goes and make the music they know exactly who she is and they write exactly for her for this anita that i am and you know the anita that you are especially important are the music videos 
you direct a lot yeah, of these yourself, I direct right? Them. How do you know how to do all that? I mean, do, I where don't do you know. learn that? I, I love, as I said, I'm very curious. I love to learn things. So uh, since the beginning, when I was in, this, uh, in recording the music videos, I would, I was just trying to figure out what people were doing, the camera and the positions and the lighting. And I just started to ask everybody, the directors and everything. And I think when you're that curious and you pay attention and you can just learn. I, I, I'm a self learner. I can learn very easy, I think. And you, um, you know, it's so true. I've talked to Miley Cyrus about this. She says, yeah, I put it out there in my video. She knew on Wrecking Ball, she's naked on a ball. And she goes, look, I knew it would get a lot of views. Yeah. And you, that's where you put it out. You must spend a lot of time in the gym and working out and everything. Oh, right? I don't. You don't? No. Man, you're lucky. It's just genetics. My mom looks so young. My whole mom's family looks very, the body is just like that. It's, Fantastic. This was not plastic surgery. It's just, <laughs> it's just DNA. Lucky them. Anita. It's, it's not that I know that it's going to get views. Actually, when I have an idea for a music video, it just comes to my mind like inspiration. I think a lot of stuff in my life is just uh, intuition. What are you going to do the rest of the day? In other words, you are a Miami woman. Uh, you love Miami. Um, this is early for you, right? I imagine as a recording artist, you usually get up later in the day. Is that correct? Yeah, I always get up late. What time do you get up usually? Like 10, 11. Wow, really? You yeah. miss half the day. Uh, yeah, but then I can't, I can't do. Do you go out all night? That. Are you one of oh, those no. people? No, no, no. no. I so used you- to. I used to go out a lot. Nowadays, I just, I love to stay in my house. I love to stay home. Watching. Were you miserable getting up today? Like, was it like, oh, shit. Oh, no, because I went to bed at 10. You did? Yeah. You watched the Knicks in the Miami game or you didn't even care? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I not. don't watch games. Okay. Um, you, you don't play that game. I don't watch. You don't want that. I don't play games. Men who sit and watch games, you're not sitting there in the... Oh, I, I will tell them to just go watch the games with their friends. It's going to be funnier. <laughs> It's going to be more, more fun than with me for sure. So I just tell, go, go drink, go do something. So on a day you're not working, let's say you get up at 11 and then what do you do? Okay. So today, uh, I'm just going home to go back to sleep a little bit. And then I have, uh, doctor. Uh oh. Oh no. There's this doctor here in Miami, Dr. Gary. He's amazing. Gary Brecker. He does a lot of like, um, Treatments, natural treatments for your body, like with lights, oxygen. It's just preventive stuff for your health, for your You're getting skin. crazy with this stuff, Anita. Oh, no, it's amazing. It's too much. No, Leave it's it. not. You're young. Just enjoy your body. Stop with the laser and light and all no, that. No, it's t- not laser. All right. It's Oxygen. Light. You're getting plenty of oxygen. I'm no, telling you. No, come on. You go to study about Gary. You're going to love to have him here, actually, because he has so many great things to talk about. And you're going to go get this treatment today? The I get, I go every day. It's like you go on a, on a, you walk, you do bicycle a little bit, it's, it's some exercises. It's amazing. Right. And then, uh, and then I'm free, but tomorrow, tomorrow I have the whole day of work. Oh. Whole day. Look at Morning you. Morning to, to the end. Meetings, meetings and everything. By the way, Anita's Pussy is available at fine stores everywhere. Pussy. Double Z. Imagine if my actual pussy was there selling you crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be, are you kidding? It would be terrific. <laughs> and uh, everyone loves Pussy. You got to go try it. I'm going to I'm telling you, it has a nice... Uh, hold on a second, Anita. I'll be right okay. back with you. It's Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. What is it, Dice? I'm in the middle of an interview. 
you know, I bought some of this Anita's Pussy Spray, right? And it's fucking incredible. I fuck so many whores. My prick smells oh. like a garbage barge. But I'll tell you, a couple of sprays of this, and it's like a fucking bouquet of roses down there. Well, good for you. Well, there's an endorsement. There's a guy who's <laughs> out there with the ladies and everything else. Did you put it in your ass, too? Did you put it in your ass? Sparkly fucking clean. Cleans up that shit smell. It also cleans up the shit smell. Anita, you are delightful. I uh, must tell you, um, uh, between your spray and your music, <laughs> you can hear Anita on Sirius XM's Viva featuring yeah. today's Latin pop hits. Lat Latina puppets. Is that the right way to yeah, say it? Yeah, Latina, Latina. Remember what I always say in Spanish. Just remove, remove the air from the T. It's not Tina. Latin. Latina. 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 Oh, that's amazing. I yeah. know. I, I pick up language very quickly. Okay. I told you. Mis avios te pesca la cocina. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anita. I know it was early for you, but I feel now I'm part of Miami culture now that's that amazing. you're here. Thank you. Don't worry. Great to meet you. I felt great waking up already. Everybody, Anita. We'll be back right Thank after you. this. Bye-bye. I'm Jeff Probst, and you're listening to Howard's Miami House Party, a broadcast so close to the ocean, seagulls are nesting in Howard's hair. Listening to some Bonnie Ray. Can you hear that, Carrie? I can't. You can't? I wish I could. You don't have headphones, huh? No, I have. I have my. I have one in ear. You're not hearing Bonnie Ray. She's so good, right? We love her, yeah. Bonnie Ray. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, Are you in that? No. <laughs> Why not? No. I mean, they, um, they, they put in a, a few reasons. I think uh, I, I do not sing the rock, the rock and the roll. But um, but that doesn't matter now. I, I also don't think I've been doing it long enough. Isn't isn't it like twenty years after you? Oh, that's right. You would become eligible. Well, how let's like let's see. The American Idol happened when like uh, uh, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty good at math, okay. so let me help you out here. We're close. <laughs> what you do is you take the two thousand five. You add ten right off the bat. That's two thousand fifteen. If you add yeah. another ten, that's two thousand twenty five. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you made it 25 years. There you uh, go. Almost. <laughs> almost. We're, we're close. Uh, Robin, sitting here, we, the reason we were in such a long break is Carrie's mic wasn't working. And they were oh. just, you, you did a whole sound check yesterday we and everything did. else. We, we played lots of songs yesterday. I should have just come in yesterday. And I, we should have right. done it. <laughs> That's always the way of it. Carrie Underwood is here. Everybody knows Carrie Underwood. When you think about it, everyone knows you. And I was thinking about you. The, the most profound thing, I think, and, and, and by the way, thanks for coming here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're getting a lot of chatter back there, guys. Maybe if we can calm down a little. But um, the thing that I um, think about with you is that you got famous on American Idol. And then, because you're so famous, and I forget how many people were watching it back then, but that's when American Idol was at its, you know, tops. I mean, how many people a week watch that thing? I mean, I think, like, upper 20 million, somewhere in there. And when you get that many people focused on you, and then they say to you, okay, now, Carrie, go out and make an album, you got to feel like, well, how, the, how am I going to pull this off? That's the trick, right? Was that the toughest part of your career? 
I mean, for sure. I, I was so just happy to be where I was and um, just loving, loving every minute. I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last, but if it's gone tomorrow, this has still been pretty cool. So. What did you love about it? Like, you're, you're a girl from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, you'd always, you know, you'd always been around music and singing, and you even got something of like a little recording contract. When yes. Not little. I mean, it was a big accomplishment. What, at like 15? You got yeah, a- I was I was really young. I had like an artist development thing going How does on. that happen when you're from Oklahoma? No idea. Well, no, come <laughs> I on. I still seriously. don't know. When you're 15 years old and you get a... a yeah. A, you know. I, I think people were kind of looking for like the next like leanne rhymes kind of situation because that was when she um was you know new and just massive and um i think people whenever something like that happens somebody always starts signing people that are kind of like that you know just in case they can piggyback off of that person's success so i think that's where that came but at 15 you were really focused on country music yeah because i got this feeling like you're kind of a metal fan because i I saw you with axl rose i am for sure i I feel like my voice is not suited for the metal right (laughs) (laughs) um also my mom might not have liked that too much right Uh, no i mean i i have country roots i i listen to a lot of different kinds of music um and always have and um, gravitate towards different things but as far as you know what i'm grounded in it's definitely and so i don't know how you do it were you like a popular kid in high school because yeah. i would just why, why do you say that because first <laughs> of all not. you're physically beautiful so that makes you popular but also when you're 15 years old and you're going to high school and like don't the other kids go hey she just got like a recording contract i mean don't they don't they kind of get blown away by some kid in oklahoma getting a recording contract i feel like i really didn't talk about it too much why not because the, the things that make i've i've had this conversation with my 8 year old as well i'm right. like sometimes the things that make you special are the things that people pick on and try to make you kind of not feel great about yourself about um, so I think it was more like that, you know, this you was mean something... mean girls were in Oklahoma who would say, <laughs> oh, look at her. She's cute. I and feel she's... like they're everywhere. It wasn't just girls. It was just kind of the thing that I, I, I always have felt like and still feel like I kind of lead double lives. Right. Um, so I feel like my life is very normal. And, you know, we were talking about our kids earlier and baseball games and school and, and all that stuff. And then I go off and I go on stage and then I'm Carrie Underwood. And that's like. So different. Carrie Underwood wasn't the popular kid, the most popular girl in the high school. Probably not. Really? I, I, I think you were at not the, the time queen? I probably thought I was more popular than I was. But looking back, I'm like, you you weren't. You, you weren't homecoming queen? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? No. Oh, God. I thought your life was just like super charmed, like Aww. easy, like, you know. I mean, because even when you went on American Idol. But getting back to the point of American Idol. So you get out and now all of a sudden you move to Nashville. Because you got to prove that you're actually an artist and that it's not just some gimmicky television show. Yeah. And that's the pressure, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I, I have always felt like I've had a lot to prove. I still feel like that, you know. Do um, you? Well, you know what? In a way, I get it. Because to me, like, I, everyone loves to put down American Idol and go, oh, it, it's a gimmicky TV show. Didn't pay your dues. You have to go on the road with a band for like seven years and then you get a record contract like it's somehow viewed as a shortcut. Is that the, is that why you have to always prove yourself? I think so. Um, you know, and just being at the time, 22 years old. And um, I think it was at the time known as being more of a pop show. Right. Um, and then coming into the country music community. It's a very tight knit community. It's a small it's a small world, small town. 
The everybody qu- knows everybody. and But the question I have is when you go on there and you're, you're like, I mean, I don't know what your level of experience was in terms of performing in front of an audience, especially a big audience, but it had to be minimal, right? I mean, I I, I was in a bar band when I was a teenager. My my mom would come with me wow. uh, to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. But um, I played my my fair share of. Uh, so you were comfortable. <laughs> you were comfortable going out on a stage and, um, and singing. Comfortable ish. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a definite. It, but even that's way different. You know, singing in a bar band, everybody's having a good time. Versus being on a TV show, you have like the smaller audience in front of you and it's a more like sterile environment where you're, there's all these cameras everywhere and it's, it's different. How old were you when you realized you could sing? Like when you really knew that like, Hey, I can do this. Maybe this could be a career. Um, I mean, I, I asked my mom t- if I could start doing like talent shows, um, probably when I was about 10 years old. Wow. Where the hell does that come from? Where does I that... don't know. And I feel like so much of what I wanted, even as a kid, um, I would use like the, well, if I'm going to be famous someday, like I, I, I didn't have the best teeth when I was a kid. Um, and I wanted braces. And I remember telling my mom, like, if I'm going to be a famous country music singer, I need to fix this. Wow. And, that's and incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> it worked and I got, they got me braces. <laughs> I never got braces because I said to my father, you know, I'm going to be famous one day on the radio. And he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> you're a moron. There's no, there's no question. You're not going to do that. So here's, here's what I'm, I'm getting at. So in other words, you've had some experience at that point. 15, you get the record contract. You're still in high school. The record contract, for whatever reason, doesn't work out. Do you then think to yourself, well, that's it. I blew it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that all came together, to be honest, anyway. Like, it was just this series. I I learned stuff. I got to go and I got to record um, some stuff in the studio. And, um, you know, I I learned things. But, yeah, I was like, I really don't know what is going to happen. And is that why you went to college? Because you said, look, I'm not going to have a music career. I'll go have a career in what 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 was going on in college uh i i have a degree um in in mass com i i wanted to be a broadcast journalist right and 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 the thing is you're going to college and i would think in the back of your mind you're saying i can't fucking believe i'm not in the music business like what am i doing i i feel like i've always just made the best of whatever situation i was in so you weren't um, bitter no I mean, I, I always thought, because I, I, I can sing anywhere. You know what I mean? I, I can sing in my kitchen. I can sing at church. I can, like, you can't really stop it. Would it <laughs> I just do. Would it what ki- I do. But would it kill you? Well, let's say when you were on college age, you turn on the TV and you see, like, uh, I don't know who was big at that point. Maybe Britney Spears, maybe Christina Aguilera. I don't know. And somebody in country who's, you know, just up and coming. And we just sit there and go, I can do it. I can do that better than them. I can. I, I think I'm better than them. I don't know better than. But you felt <laughs> but like you could like, do it. But it'd be like, man, that would be really cool. Yeah. I would, I would love to do that. So when you do American Idol, and um, by the way, just to remind people, this was your very first uh, audition. You know, you're standing there with uh, Simon Cowell. And, 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 and what's her name? Paul Abdul wasn't even yeah. there. No, right? she was. Oh, was she well, the she first wasn't time? for my um, like audition. Right. But she was a part of the show. So it was Simon, Paula, and Randy who were the judges. All right. So you get up and you do uh, this. Because I can't make you love me if you Acapella. don't. It was you really good. I remember watching it. It doesn't seem like that long ago. It doesn't. No. 
you still watch Idol? I do. You do? Me Not too. consistently, just because of life. But, uh, Every yeah. week I watch it. Yeah. I still love it. It's it's the Cinderella story. Yeah. It really is. When you find the right contestants and, you know, they're they're just normal people getting their shot. Like, that's I feel like that's what people fall in love with. Listen, I was a judge on one of these shows. Sometimes you just can't be real honest. Like, I see people who can sing, but you can't, it's not politically correct to say, gee, you kind of don't have the look. Because, okay, I mean, it's not cool to say that. But yet, the thing with you when you walked out, you had the look. Aww. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then even, the, the, I remember the most prominent thing I remember with you, when after Idol was over, and you're like, no, you'll never hear from her again probably, right? You came out with the physical transformation, too. You, I don't know. You looked like a different person, like I, I, I more sexual in a way, more sort of, uh, well, sexy. You know what I'm saying? Was that, how calculated was that on your part? Did you say, I'm going to now just get into like the best physical condition I can get into? Well, I feel like being, you know, being on the show, I was, I was in my early 20s. That's kind of when, anyway, your body kind of goes through a, um, like metabolism shift you can't yeah. you can no longer eat whatever you want no, um and i feel like throughout the show um like I, I i wasn't taking good care of myself and at the time you know thank goodness social media wasn't wasn't a thing back I then know. right so now at, at that time it was like message boards and i mean everybody would kind of look to see what people were saying um and and in your you know 20 something year old mind it's like that's everybody everybody says this everybody's saying that you know everybody was commenting on you know my appearance and uh yeah. I, I i was like okay you know i'm not I, i'm not where i want to be either i don't feel like i feel like i should anyway um so i started making better choices there's a record company like because when you do idle they sign you right away yeah. right they you're signed yeah the contract's ab abominable right it's just a, abysmal rather i meant well, to say i feel very fortunate like I've, I've heard different people's stories about about that and i you know can't speak to anybody else's um experiences but for me like i was like it was like here's your record label you know here's your management here's your agent i still work with so many people that i was immediately paired with you know what right, i mean right. i got very fortunate um in my in my you know my what they gave me um right. because it's it's led me to now having 18 year relationship with many people in my life which is really cool but they don't give you a directive on the physical of aspect of this. They didn't come to you and say, listen, Carrie, this is great that you want American Idol, but we want you, you know, we want your sculpted legs. We want your flat abs and we want this and that and the other no. thing. No, there's none of that. Nobody, nobody said anything to me. I, I think people knew, though, too, that I was like, OK, you know, because I, I wanted whatever I'm doing in my life. Like, I want to give it my all. Right. And I, I feel like that was evident in my personality very, very early on. Even when I was on the show, it was like, I want to do a good job. I want to be the best I can be. When at I this. when I watch the show now, I even say this. I don't understand how these kids who, you know, a lot of them are, don't have a lot of experience. The idea of like preparing one song every week, maybe sometimes two, if I remember it correctly, that seems like a really difficult thing to me to do, to, to actually prepare it to the point that it would be good in front of a television audience 
and then also learn the lyrics and everything and then come up with an original take on it that seems like a lot of pressure for these kids the it is and and the craziest part was like it's jazz week and i'm like i don't know anything about jazz you know jazz like musicals yeah. i'd never seen a musical before you know other than by the things way, that have been made into movies you're so right that's the worst fucking thing on that show because that's but, not who it's not who you want to be no and it's interesting to see how people you know it because it happens all the time. Somebody will be like, oh, you know, come sing on this award show and, you know, we want you to pay tribute to somebody or whatever. And it's like, right. oh, I really want to do that. Now I've got to learn this song. And now we've got to, and these guys too. It's like, we need you to learn this by Tuesday. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really crazy. The thing with you too, like there's a lot of, it's so interesting to me. And, but I, but, um, when you came out on that show and sang alone, which is, this is like a big moment. You're on American Idol. It's pivotal. And you do this. Hard song to sing, right? Hard. That's a high note. That's hard, right? Not for you, but for me. <laughs> yeah. I get the chills when I hear that. That's the factor. You know, that's the thing. Then these guys, I, I don't know, Simon Cowell says, oh, you're going to win this whole thing. Carrie Underwood is going to win American Idol. Did you just hear that version of Alone? In my mind, I'd go, this guy's just an asshole because <laughs> he he just made it so I'm the underdog that I'm going to not the underdog that I'm going to be the loser because he's declared me the winner. Who's going to vote for me? Yeah, he's already declared me the winner. And people will go, no, she's not. Or now we don't have to vote. Yeah. Were you paranoid? I was more um, afraid that the other contestants would not like me. <laughs> I feel like that was my main concern. I was like, I've got a target on my back now. Absolutely. And you're not friends with those people anymore, right? I, there's a couple know. people I still keep in touch with. Really? Yeah. I saw I saw one um, one of my fellow contestants a few days ago. Oh, no so, kidding. Yeah. And he was working what? At your supermarket? No. no? She brought me donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> she had donkeys. All right. You, and she brought me donkeys. I see. So, so, uh, a magical night, the night you win and you, uh, you know, you get up on stage and you do inside. Was it, this is it. Inside your cabin. This it's magical. It's like winning the prom, but then it was. Yeah. It was like such a emotional moment. You've been, you know, working so hard and like living um, in LA for you know a few months, and that was like the culmination of all of it. Did they ever offer you to be a judge on that show? I feel like I've been asked to be a judge on many, many shows. Right. I, you, you know, it seems natural because yeah. I'm glad you don't do it though. Yeah. In a way, it's like, okay, I had that image, and you've gone so big and so successful. I think it takes something away from your stardom when you, uh, or am I too calculated about all this? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like any any things like that, if, if I ever were to do them, it would, it would be because it sounded like, sounded like fun or sounded like um, I could help. Yeah. Other other kiddos. Yeah, but <laughs> the problem. The, children. <laughs> the problem is, you, you got to be so damn nice and so politically correct. I, you, I've kind of always said that. I, I you know, now I, I don't know if Simon Cowell could be like he was in two thousand five on on TV today. But it, I feel like, and I don't, I don't feel like anybody needs to intentionally be like mean. Right. Um. But I do. I do miss honesty on. 
a lot of shows. Me it's too. Just like I just that really wasn't very good. Like you were lay, singing good notes there. Yeah, I lay in bed the other night and some kid was doing. I don't want to embarrass a kid, but it, that's just it. I was like, that was really bad. She didn't hit the high note in the song. It, it was just it, she blew it. She blew it. And while you don't want to crush somebody, especially yeah. a young kid, it's like. Uh, the whole thing. So getting back to you, you, you win this thing and then you have to go to us and, you know, go to a studio and record an album. And the reason it's so much pressure is everyone's expecting you to hit a home run. Yeah. And I thought it was a ballsy move of you to sing, you know, Jesus take the wheel because, you know, singing about boys, you know, this boys in your band, you know, Jesus is polarizing right away. Oh, she's a religious artist. You know what I'm saying? Right away, people start saying, well, she's not going to be mainstream. She's going to be like, I don't know, doing the, the religious circuit, right? Do people tell you don't put that out? No. Um, I mean, I do feel like in country music, there's a little more, um, it's allowed. More, a little more acceptance. I yeah, yeah, because I feel like a lot of us did grow up singing in church. And, um, you know, we, we kind of get to... We get to be well-rounded, so yeah. we've got our drinking songs, our cheating songs. But we can also we can also go to church on Sunday, you know. Right. Jesus, take the wheel. And I, I never, I didn't, I didn't, maybe I'm just naive. Like I never thought about it being. The record company didn't say to you, "Hey, don't do Jesus, take the wheel." No, no one wow. ever, no one ever said anything to me. Um, I and I again, this goes back to being really lucky with the people that you know I was paired with. I feel like other people, if they said it to them, it never got to me because it was like, well, this is something that, like, she loves the song and, you know, is going to sing this song. What happens, too, when you went to your social life? Do guys all of a sudden start, like, all of a sudden the attention is incredible and they want to go out with you? I mean, was there a lot of that going on? Uh, I, I feel a little a little sorry for my agent at the time because I feel like he got a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of calls from like different sports departments of, of CAA. I feel like that was a thing for a minute. I was like, uh, athletes, athletes wanted to date you, right? That's it. I married an athlete. Yeah, you did marry an a hockey player. A hockey player. Wow. How'd you meet him? Um, through through that guy oh, back there. Through your bass player. Yeah. No kidding. What you knew this hockey dude? Uh, he um. I, I met him through a, a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to meet Carrie behind stage of the Opry. And Here we allow, go again. I didn't allow it. I right. was like, I don't know. I don't know who he is, whatever. So he didn't meet her for about a year. So he kept he kept trying and then had a meet and greet Persistence. one time. There's a motivated guy. Isn't it? But aren't you on guard about stuff like that, Carrie, when someone says, well, he saw me on TV and he wants to meet me. So he's just into my physical appearance. He doesn't know anything about me. You might have to be completely leery of that, right? Yes. Um, I feel like I've always kind of been, I'm a skeptic anyway. And right. I feel like I'm, I've got walls up to, to start with. So the walls are already up and the person has to get, get through those. First. So your husband had to work real hard to, like, why a year though? After you, it just worked out that way. Just because of, uh, just, uh, timing and whatever, and he was in Canada. She was t touring, or whatever. So, he and he kept contacting you. Is that how it works? Um, no, he he came to a show that we played in Toronto, and uh, he drove from Ottawa to Toronto. So it's not a it's not a short drive. It's a few hours, 
and uh, we hung out after the show, which I'd never do. I'm I'm very work focused. Um, we go and we do our job, and you know we go go not nice. So <laughs> female artists are so different than guys. Guys go on the road, and yeah. they ha- the hang backstage is what it's all about for them. But yeah. for for female artists, it's like you know what? I'm just going to do my show and then go home and take a I, bath. I like to work. Yeah. Um, I'm a worker bee for sure. Uh, whatever it is I'm doing. Um, but yeah, we 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 you know we have our sound checks and we. We rehearse and we do our job and we hopefully do it well. And when you do a live show, do you get so amped up? Like I've talked to a lot of musicians, they get so amped up after a show, they just can't calm down. I mean, yeah. so that's why so many artists go to drugs. I mean, yeah. it, to calm down and just go to sleep back in your hotel or wherever you're going, it's insanely hard, right? It is. Um, it's just a lot of stimuli. You know, you've yeah. you've had all the lights and all the noise and. Um, you've been running around. It's like it's like working out and then expecting to just go to bed right afterwards. It's, is, is it it's hard, hard for you sometimes being Carrie Underwood and 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 then having like this domesticated home life where like you've just done a show, thousands of people, you're amped out of your brain, and let's say you go home and the kids are you know doing whatever the hell they're doing, and then your husband's like, hey, I'm bitching about something. Is it like I just want to? You guys don't understand. I am like, I am amped. I feel like the hardest part with that was when I had babies on the road. Like we were touring. Um, I started touring with Isaiah when he was six months old. So it was, you know, I'd come off stage and they're like, have a baby because he'd been, he needed, he needed to be fed. And Imagine the nerve of this kid. Yes. Oh my God. You're Carrie Underwood. You, you can't be No, but I, I had like glitter on my face every night, um, you know, after being, being on on stage and i would i didn't even have time to like wash my face and oh my i was but, it, but that's what you do and i i wouldn't trade any of it for any of it I, I went out on the road with jake when he was three months old wow so it was like here we are and it's it worked out i don't know how but we made it through and um i i, I find it i i can separate my work and my life very easily i feel like some other people can't right um, even friends and stuff like that. Like the friends that are in my life are the ones that I feel like just see Carrie. And it makes me nervous when they come to a show because then I'm like, oh no, you know, are you going to treat me differently now? Right. Uh, Cause I don't act like that in my everyday life at all. Yeah. I would imagine you have, you got to be so self conscious at your level too. Like, oh, people are evaluating me. Are they waiting to see if I'm going to have diva behavior? Am I going to, I got to come off like a normal person. I don't want to seem like I'm spoiled. I feel like, I feel like I actually have the opposite problem. I feel like people kind of expect Carrie Underwood and I'm, I'm quiet. I don't say much. I'm awkward. Um, crowds make me nervous. People make me nervous. Like I, I'm a homebody. So I feel like people kind of expect. You know, Carrie Underwood, and they just get Carrie, and they're disappointed or upset or something. Yeah, well, there's a lot of expectation. You're right. Uh, that first album that comes out, which is this, is a miracle. This is what sets you apart. You know, it's really weird when they talk about. Well, American Idol makes stars. Kind of doesn't. It made you a star. Kelly Clarkson a star. You can name on one hand really the people who really got big from it. And there's a couple of other people too, but it's very rare that somebody breaks through. I forget most of the people a year later. It's, it's, it's an opportunity, right? You know? That doesn't mean it's going to work out. You got to work your. That's the, the that's, starting that's point. Life too. You could have like a, just a huge song on the radio and be a one-hit wonder, you know, and nobody ever hear anything from you again. So it's like every everything's an opportunity. Before he cheats was on that first album, and it uh, it blew up. I take my key Good song. 
this one was one I feel like everybody was a little nervous about. Who was nervous? The record company about this? Me, the, the, my label people, yes. Why were it, they nervous about it? It was aggressive. <laughs> it was an aggressive song. I just sang Jesus Take the Wheel. Right. And I, I now it's, now she's getting violent. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out though, right? Yeah. That was the uh, Some Hearts is the is the best selling debut album from an American Idol contestant. You won the Grammy for Best New Artist. Yes. And by the way, that's always been like a bad thing. The the curse. The curse of the people. It's not who win all. That. I feel like there's. I feel like that's been shattered. Has like it? There's more. I think like John Legend has right. has won it, and um, did Adele? No. There was some. There's somebody else that's like huge that. And before he cheats, really, in a way, your career could have gone anywhere because it's pop. It's a pop record. This is not a country record. It's a crossed over. Yeah. Which, I mean, we we kind of had on this album things with a little more pop flair and things with more country flair. We kind of had. We we were trying to ease me into music industry, and yeah. you know, I definitely knew I I needed to sing country music, but I. Once the more more country songs, you know, did as well as they did, it was like any any doubters in my universe were like, oh, okay. It's a really, it's a miracle when you think about musical careers. Like, I don't know, if, being a musician, it's a great thing, but it's also really a lot of pressure. Because like you said, you could have had just this one hit song and then gone away. And that's just hurt. You know, it's it just hurts. But that would have been way more than than you ever would have expected. I, I guess. Would have had. Yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for what I just said. I wanted to sell enough to be able to make a second album. And we made a second album. I was like, I just want to do well enough to make another one. Like it was like every step of the way was more than I could have ever deserved. And and you grateful. never we don't take those lyrics literally right like you never destroyed someone's car i've not no but yet you, i'm but, just kidding <laughs> but you like it you fantasize about uh, king that's but car. that's the fun thing about music yeah. um you do get to play a character you do get to i don't know sing about things or write things or make music videos or whatever about things that you wouldn't actually do in your life but it yeah. is fun to to get into character and you know yeah. act like you would so Talk let's and you know women love that song they yes love oh. that song. i mean we it's usually either it's towards the end of the show or it's the encore and i feel uh -huh. like immediately when it comes in like the whole audience just starts bumping like there's this weird little like undulation <laughs> thing that just starts happening um god comes alive and what's your life like now do you tour a lot or you you probably have to calm down with the touring right because of the family yeah um we we just toured um we just ended in March, I think. April? I don't know. What month is it? <laughs> in March. We wrapped up uh, in, in mid-March. And, um, yeah, we, we had a big tour. It was a lot of fun. Um, now, now here we are. Who opens for you? Uh, this past one, Jimmy Allen, was, was out with us. Right. That's a big deal who you choose to, because you can really make or break people's careers with that, right? Yeah. I mean, it has to work in timing. It has to work with vibe. Um, he yeah. was, he's so good on stage. He gets the crowd like into it right away. Um, he's, he's like me. He sings a lot of different kinds of songs. Um, he, he, you know, injects some, some Jesus in there. And, mm. um, I feel like our, our audiences 
we're we're very good at cross pollinating <laughs> and doing like a Las Vegas residency, which you're doing, that's kind of a cool thing too, right? Because you don't it have is. to travel so much. It is. It's yeah. great. You're we're in this really um, amazing theater. We can kind of do things that we can't do on tour. Um, we can have have tricks and things that we don't need to pack into a, a truck afterwards and haul to the next city. So we can do different things there. Um, I don't normally have like dancers on stage with me when we're on tour, but it's Vegas. Right. So we have a few um, that you know, kind of bring bring different life into it or they're out there during musical segues or when I'm changing my clothes or something. How paranoid are you about your voice? Like what in term do you sit there and vocalize every morning and they nothing. You just you just no, you don't worry about I, it. I don't. Um I mean I, I overall take care of myself. Right. Um so I, I try to eat right and I tr- I I try to stay away from dairy on like show days. Little stuff like that matters, but I'm not a great warmer upper. I probably should. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, I think that has something to do too with this whole American Idol thing. Like you, they just throw you on TV and you got to start singing. There's no time for neuroses. It's like you got to just start singing and then do your thing. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I just have these theories. This band you have. This is a band. I have. This is your band, right? I mean, yes. this is the Carrie Underwood band. You don't just swap out players all the time. Not unless there's some, some reason. Um, huh. I've, I've had these two since yeah. day one. We're talking about let, let me let me l- learn about these guys a little bit. You select these guys personally. Is that how it works? Um, well, in the beginning, it was another thing that it was like, here's a band. Um, right. But Mark and Ed were a part of that band, and then Mark um, became band leader. So he um, he knows the community. So anytime we ever needed to hire somebody else for whatever reason, you go to Mark. Yeah, he says, Mark. "I know some dudes who can actually play." Yeah. And we get videos and things and kind of look through. Let me see what you got here, T. You got Mark on bass. Yes. Is that hard to play? It's only got four strings. I should be able to hit that. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's easy. I mean, I'm surprised she hadn't picked it up and fired me yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the best bass player that ever lived? I uh, can't say it, but I mean, hey. Jocko Pastori. Jocko Pastori. I mean, there's so many that are so good. I mean, it's hard to say one person, but. He's the first one. The, wrong, the answer is Jack Bruce, just so you okay, know. That's right. Cream. That's right. I forgot that's right. That. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Ed over there, who's been with you. Ed, uh, you play uh, what, rhythm or lead guitar? Uh, both. You played both. Mm-hmm. He's such a show-off, Ed, already. <laughs> you open the microphone, you show up. What are you playing? What kind of guitar are you playing? So this is a guy out of Austin. Uh, he, he makes a guitar called Greg Guitars. And it's basically a telly. Uh, oh. It's just kind of an aggressive telly. It's a Telecaster. Why would you not play a Stratocaster? Is that not the best Fender guitar to play? Well, it's good, but the telly has a little bit more grit to it. Right. And I tend to lean towards more of the grit. Let me hear what grit sounds like, please, before uh, Carrie starts. Well, to, let's see. see here. Let me hear something very gritty on that guitar. <laughs> Carrie, I just want to make sure these guys are good enough for yeah. you. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. They're legit. Yeah, let's not. see if they're legit. Don't my, let me down. My audition for the Carrie Underwood band right yeah, now. Yeah, let's make sure you're good. You know, it's a little bit more grit to it. I like yeah. that. And over on drums, we have... Seth. Seth. Yes, Seth. He's the newbie. Oh, yeah? How yeah. long have you been with the band, Seth? Uh, September. September? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope you know what you're doing. I don't want you to screw this up today. I, I hope so, too. All right. Let me hear... Do uh, you know how to play Wipeout? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you do? Let me hear it. Let me hear some Wipeout. 
Oh, he's good. All right. I can see why you like Passes him. Passes the test with the, with the brushes. Now, Mandolin yeah. seems... Uh, what is your name, sir? May I? I'm Jordan. Jordan. Uh, mandolin seems like a tough instrument to play, right? It, it's a little tough. It's You have double strings, so it's a lot more pressure to press down. And, and it's so damn small in a way. Small. you know. And it's not the coolest instrument either, right? Like You don't, you probably don't get laid after the show. Well, yeah. He's no. married. He's married? Yeah. Oh. I'm married. You, then you definitely don't get laid after the show. <laughs> What does the mandolin sound like? Can you isolate a little something? Oh, that's beautiful. Listen. He plays a lot of things, though. He plays um, banjo, ganjo, guitar, fiddle. Were you a savant? In other words, were you almost playing like when you were a little kid? And uh, is that how it worked? I definitely started playing like classical violin when I was, you know, five years old. So right. I, I wouldn't consider myself a savant at all, but you know, grew up with music in the family can't play zeppelin on that can you play going to california on that thing i don't think so no <laughs> I, that would sound really strange on a man would who's playing piano scott uh, scott look at yeah. you you look like you're in control of that piano and scott um uh, uh how long you've been playing uh i've been playing since seriously probably since i was 15 so that's um you know 37 years or something like that. Is Carrie um, uh, so much a perfectionist that she's become a pain in the ass? Is absolutely she, not. No, absolutely not. You no. enjoy working with Carrie. Yes. Okay. And and over here on guitar, on acoustic guitar, who are you, sir? Matt. Matt. Yeah. And Matt, you look like you work out. you got tremendous muscles, I see, oh, in your arms. You. Yeah, you look good. you you got a good that. look to you. And and uh, what kind of guitar are you playing? This is a McPherson. Yes. And uh, can you give me a little bit of what that sounds like? That's an acoustic Look at this. Carrie, this is some band. They they play things. Uh, Carrie, is it like... Uh, <laughs> Carrie, is it They're like... They're good guys, too. Is it like steering a ship? I mean, when you have a band behind you, what is that feeling? I imagine it is the greatest rush ever to have a, you know, a, a world-class band behind you up there singing. For sure. Um, but I feel like we, we really work well as a team. Um, it, it's important, you know, I, I, I don't know their craft right you know so i trust them to be awesome if there is something that's weird i'll usually tell him to tell <laughs> I, hey mark I, what what was this person doing isn't it frustrating not to be able to play an instrument so when you're writing songs to communicate your ideas to i can play you can i do yeah. yes so on on stage i'll play um electric acoustic oh you I've will played keys i've oh. played drums i'm not great at any of them and i generally would just rather sing um but i i feel like i if i really wanted to <laughs> i could play anything i just i don't want to practice well i want to put this i you, you, yeah, i just want to sing and and i feel like anytime i'm doing something else it's taking away from my singing when you write a song do you do you sit with a guitar and work something out is that how it works occasionally but usually i'm with writers that can play far better than than me so you'll, i'm you'll, like that's not my role you'll here. sit with a group of people and say okay yeah. you guys can communicate these ideas but I, i've written on my own and um i've never recorded anything i wrote all by myself but which is worse give which is worse giving birth to a baby or writing a song <laughs> about the same it's about the same it's tough <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just it, it depends on the song sometimes i feel like things just kind of pour out and those are always the best ones um I feel like, you know, if you're if you're 
that's what you're doing for the day. You're with this group of people. You're writing. It's like you want to finish something so you can feel accomplished. But sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Let's try this band out, Carrie. Let's see if they know really what they're doing. Yes. And Carrie and I will be evaluating the band as yes. they play. Why uh, Why are we playing uh, Blown Away first? What were you thinking there? What were you thinking? What um, were you thinking about Blown Away? I uh, I love this song. Uh, this is one that we kind of um, fiddled around with a little bit for um, our our past tour, um, the Denim and Rhinestones tour. Um, we kind of went acoustic in the beginning and then gave it some more oomph towards the end. And I feel like that's just a, a cool, different arrangement that I haven't done too many places. I heard you guys setting up and rehearsing that a little bit. This song is a, an unusual song. It's really and it's a, it's a pretty heavy song when you think about it. It's a, a, a girl fantasizing that her father will die yes. because he's an abusive piece dark. of garbage. Yes. And in, in my mind, like we, we made the video and stuff for this. And that's when I had decided at the end, they all die, <laughs> which is even darker. Um, just when we made the video, it's like at the end of it, um, the girl like wakes up and it's all beautiful and the house is gone and he's gone. And to me, I'm like, oh, she's in heaven. Like. So this is a fantasy piece. In other words, do you put your when you're singing it right now, when you're about to sing this, do you start to put yourself in the frame of mind that I'm a girl who has an abusive father, he's an alcoholic, he's maybe physically abusive. I want him dead. I want to kill him. And and I, I'm I'm dreaming that he gets drowned or something on you know, it, is that what goes through your mind? Um, a little bit, but it, it is also the the lyrics are, you know, she you're you're talking about someone so you're telling a story so at least it's not like i right so i feel like i don't have to put myself in that position as much um but yeah i mean you you kind of go to a, a darker a darker place and, and by a darker place i mean you're like when when after you finish the song you, you got to snap too afterwards right like you're gonna just go to that place right now yeah oh. um it's like I, mean, an I mean again i don't I, I feel like i don't take take it too seriously um because you're you're telling a story it's like watching a good movie you watch an actor in the movie and it's like oh i believe that but you know that they're not like fellas can you handle this you ready to do blown away try all right try. i'm gonna be watching though right carrie Yes. yes. All right. He's evaluating every note. Every note. Okay. <laughs> By the way, this outfit is fantastic, may Thank I say. Thank you. Well, I mean... It's pretty comfy, too. Not bad. I'm going to ask you about this outfit after the song. Right now, I want you to go to that place where you're this girl, you know.
Carrie, I have good news. They passed? After the audience vote, <laughs> we had 23 million votes. You are the winner of American Idol. Congratulations. Wow, what a powerful song. Yes. Blown away. Oh, my God. Boys, you're pros. You know what you're doing. Thank you. That sounded really, really good. Man. You never know I mean, what mandolin is going to do for a song. That was perfect. <laughs> that little, play that little intro again. That was good. Do that again, man. Just uh, let me hear that isolated on that. I got to get into a mandolin kind of thing. I'm going to write a song. Hear that? Do the. Love it. I should have played mandolin. We've written entire songs on Mando before. Fantastic. Um, one of the writers I write with, Hillary Lindsay, she uh, she was in a mandolin phase, and she would come in, and we would write entire songs. You so convincingly put that song. Did, did your father ever come to you and say, hey, listen, people are starting to think I, you want to kill me. Did he ever um, get that? No. No. Uh, I'm sure he's heard it. I don't know. I don't know if he... <laughs> Uh, Carrie, the look, the, I mean, you're mesmerizing to look at. I'm, I'm saying that, like... It's a lot of, I, lot of spackle, concrete. Yeah, no, I think you <laughs> know it. You know it. I mean, the, the, your, your look is fantastic. You, but you, you've got to put a lot of energy into that, right? Your work, I mean... Do you have a special workout for your legs? Because, I mean, you're pretty sculpted, right? I, I do work out. Um, we we have an app. I've written a book um, on... You have an app and my legs can look like that? You If you squat enough. <laughs> How much do you squat? I don't know. It depends. I, I go through phases, and I feel like everybody kind of should, just in a overall health um, standpoint. But some sometimes I'm like, I just really want to lift, and I want to lift heavy, and I want m more muscle. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to run, and I just want to sweat. When you say you have an app, the app is I can do Carrie Underwood's workout and look yeah, like you. It's it's called Fit Fifty Two. Um, it's like a it's it's basically circuit training. Um, but we kind of play a game with it. How much running do you do? Uh, in the summer, I like to run. I, I usually um, don't run a lot in the winter just because I feel like that's not what your body wants to do. I mm. feel like you kind of want to maybe eat more carbs and lift more weights. And you hit the gym or and, and, and you're doing heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heavy for, for me. Well, how much? What is the most amount of weight you squatted? I, I don't know. I don't you know what know. My, my one rep max is. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> When you, it was famously reported you had this accident, you fell down, it was a freak thing, and you had to get stitches and stuff in your face, you must have freaked out, because I know, I've had like three stitches, and I still have like, it's like star, scars and stuff like that, and, and this and that. You look fantastic. Oh, thank you. I mean... I, it, it's a kind of a, always, um, I'm always trying to reach reach goals. <laughs> What do you I'm mean? Like, I, I'm just like, what can we laser? <laughs> what can we? Are you? What can not... I do? If I take off this layer of skin, is the one underneath prettier? <laughs> Don't do it. You see, there's so much. Listen, you're a beautiful woman. I'm just hoping I hit the jackpot one. <laughs> you're a beautiful woman. You can't go too crazy with this oh, stuff. I know. I know, and I, I, I don't. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm 40. You know, I feel like you're a child. <laughs> is that uh, you're not Botoxing and doing all that? Are you? No, I, I do like you some do, Botox. You do it. Yeah. You don't need it. What are oh. you doing to yourself? I'm telling you. Well, thank you. You're a beautiful woman, but there's thank such you. pressure on you to be Carrie Underwood, right? I mean, you got to just keep up I feel the look. Like I would probably do that regardless. Right. <laughs> Listen. Why not? <laughs> 
What, so, what creams can I put on my face today? You know why you're my kind of woman? My, um, I know you love The Bachelor. Your vice is to sit with a glass of wine or something and watch The Bachelor. Yes. It's my favorite show. Every, every once in a while, I'm, I'm way behind, um, but every once in a while you just need some, some garbage on TV. Well, you're, well, and it <laughs> is garbage. You, did you watch, what was that one, um, where it was like a pageant? Um, this was a few years ago and it was like all of these people would come out and there was like the person hidden behind the the screen and none of the contestants could see the person i did watch that it w- but it wasn't as love good the bachelor was the bachelor that is that what, I, what was, was the name of it robin love is blind or something? love is blind oh, yeah I, I, was, I was very sad that did not come back for well the uh, it was terrible it was terrible but, but i mean and you, by the end of the show somebody was proposing was have like, you ever oh. on the bachelor these women they run up to a guy and they like like they're little kids and they hop on to him. Have you ever done that with your husband where you run up and hop? I've never seen a woman do so. that. Right. You don't do that in real life. I don't think so. No, it's, probably like it if I did. But. It's a bachelor thing. But your husband doesn't watch Bachelor with you. He's too masculine. He does. He, no, does. he actually was the one that like got me into it. Oh, he's a good man then. He he wanted to watch it. I, I have I have the things that I enjoy watching that are, you know, right. my things. Um, but he was like, I really want is it we hard to be, this together. is it Carrie is it hard to be married to you because you're a superstar you really I mean your career is through the roof for a man I'm you know I'm secure enough to be married to you but I'm saying is your <laughs> husband really secure enough I mean when you come back off the road and you're this big earner also I mean you make a lot of money does he ever feel his masculinity is threatened by Carrie Underwood I mean I don't think so because it's not like he it did nothing and he was like the you know he the, was an the, elite athlete the the grocer bagging my groceries and i took right. him home with me um <laughs> he 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 made he made his he worked hard at what he did for you know 20 years um and now you know our roles are different because i i was like i'm willing to pick up the slack while because we were, he was playing i was touring right it was craziness when we were both doing what we do and um now he play for well, he played for Ottawa Senators in the beginning and the Nashville Predators. Oh, no so kidding. He was, he was blessed to be traded to Nashville out of all the places he could have been traded to. That so. is a tough sport. I mean, it, it is. is a tough, I think that's the this most, just, just yeah. YouTube Mike Fisher hockey fights and then you'll, you'll see why he's secure. In his <laughs> he's a fighter, movie. huh? <laughs> Mike Fisher hockey fights. He's fight. not afraid to, to throw down. Right, right. Man, how long did you know him before you got married to him? Um, a little over a year. I That's guess. it. Yeah, not maybe a year and a half. Wow, you were really smitten with well, this guy. We, we met in October, and then we talked on the phone for a few months before we went out on our first date. That's the move with Carrie Underwood. <laughs> you know, you're not too rushing into it. Let's talk on the phone. I really want to get to know you. Yeah. That's the secret. Well, we, we didn't have a choice, right? You no, know, but it, it was good. It kind of laid some um, foundation. And if you're just talking on the phone, you gotta. Which neither one of us are talkers. Like it's, it's, we are very comfortable with silence and oh, I'm comfortable good. in life with silence. Not me. <laughs> if you don't talk to me for more than five minutes, I think you hate me oh, and gosh. you're angry. With me. Oh, I'm, I'm a mess. Okay. No, I'm a real mess. You would, you would, you would think I'm upset all the time. Oh yeah. I, my, my wife's pretty quiet and then like, I'll go like, well, okay, what I do wrong? Why you give me, she goes, we're just sitting here. We don't oh, have to talk every like minute. I'm chewing my food. <laughs> No, talking is like an umbilical cord for me. Oh. It really is. And so, when, when where'd you go on your first date with this guy? I, I need to know stuff. Um, like it was New Year's Eve, and uh, there was a team party, and I actually invited myself to the team party because um, I was he was he he moved slow. 
<laughs> are these guys like very slow? And the- I was like, you know, New Year's Eve's coming up. Are you doing anything? He's like, there's a team party. I said, do you need a date? And, uh, and these hockey players must have gone berserk when he shows up with Carrie Underwood. I mean, it they, must they knew we'd been chanting. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first kiss on uh, midnight at yeah. New Year's Eve? Wow. It was. Look at this. That's romantic. It is romantic. Maybe we should sell this story to, uh, what's that channel? Lifetime. Lifetime Hallmark. or something. Hallmark. Hallmark, Hallmark channel. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Who would play, who would play me? Hmm. Hmm. You could play you. Oh. What are we doing? <laughs> Well, I tell you, this is some band, and you guys sound good. Now, talk to me about <clears throat> "She Don't Know." Yes. Why did Why did you pick this song for this morning? Um, it's a it's another good story song, and I feel like it's um, it's very like country in its uh, music and storyline. The storyline is a woman who's been cheated on. Right. She's <laughs> I been sing in- a few of those. I, I feel like this one's interesting in how we wrote it. Um, so a lot of times when, when we're writing and it depends on who I'm writing with, it depends on the day. Sometimes there's a track somebody will have if I'm working with a track guy or whatever. You mean um, people will bring you a track? They, they and- just, that's what they do. They just sit and they think and they think of music. And now it's so easy in your you know bedroom to get on your computer and like put music together. And oh. my, my co-producer, David, like he can play everything well enough <laughs> and, and he, he'll build tracks. So he'll build a track. You go somewhere, where where do you like to write, or do you drive the car and let your mind go? Willie Nelson does that, he drives in his car and he comes up with hit songs. Do you, where do you come up with like what you want to do over that track? I mean, we'll get together and um, like I'll look through, you know, I have a big list on my phone of ideas or titles or um, sometimes sentences. A lot of it makes no sense or is stupid. <laughs> like but, poetry? Like, we, like, like does it Yes, all... or just a word. Like, this is a really cool word. Like, um, what was a word that turned you on that you thought, well, maybe I could write a song using this word? Well, phrases, too, just off the top of my head. Um, well, Denim and Rhinestones is one that I had written down. And I was like, I don't know what this is. But then we started, he started playing tracks. And then I was like, ooh, like that music sounds sparkly. Right. And uh, I was like, that that would be really cool. So we just, you start singing and see where words fall or sounds fall. Sometimes you sing gibberish over, you know. Yeah, I always find that fascinating that you it's do that. It's so weird. Is it weird like to be standing there in front of people and like, you know, people who are working on this music with you and all of a sudden you're like, well, but like Paul McCartney says scrambled eggs was the original words he used for yesterday or something. like I don't know what whatever song it was, but you know what I mean? Like you just start going. Because sometimes a word falls out that it's like that that sounded really good there or that vowel or whatever sounded really good there. Is it like you have to be completely free to do that? Like, aren't you embarrassed sometimes that you're just sounding silly? In the beginning, yes, yeah. for sure. And it, it still embarrasses me if somebody's like, well, can we just put this down? And I'm like, put what down? And they're like, just sing. And they want to record it. And I'm like, this is going to end up on the right. interweb someday. And I really don't want to. <laughs> so, Wouldn't it be interesting, though, if you did release some of those things? Some I the mean, I, Well, the origins of some of your bigger hit songs. We've done um, like work tapes and stuff like that before. And then there's a couple songs over the the years, more recently, um, that like we, it was just singing on the day we wrote it. So it's like you're not familiar with the song yet. Everything's just instinctual. Whatever comes out, comes out. You might sing the wrong thing or whatever, but that'll end up being um, either the song that's on the album or, you know, you have to maybe tweak a couple things that were just the wrong note or whatever. 
Um, what a business. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting there just, you know, you, it's so weird to me. A song doesn't exist. And then suddenly you're in some studio going, and then there's a song born. And then maybe millions of people will be singing it along with you. Yes. That's got to be so weird when you finally hit a stage and you see people know the lyrics and oh, everything. Yeah. And even walking out the day you wrote a song, it's like fired up, fired up. Can you tell when it's a hit? Uh, sometimes, um, sometimes I, I underestimate things and I'm like, that was okay. And then I'll get the demo back and I'm like, whoa, like that's, that's really good. That happens a lot. If you're too close to it, sometimes you need a couple days to just step back. And then when you hear it again with fresh ears, it's. Will you get chills? Like, you know what I'm talking about? You will. Or I'll get really excited and call my manager and I'm like, oh my gosh, have you listened to this? Or, you know, if somebody sends a demo or whatever, I'll be like, I love this song. Put it on hold now. Yeah. It's exciting. And then it's weird when you see people singing along with you to it. It's really cool. What a process. But it's, with with She Don't Know, yeah. um, it was different. Like the day we wrote it, it was um, starting out like pretty much with the first line instead of having like a concept. We didn't know where we were going with it. Have you been cheated on by a man? Yes. You have? Yes. In other Not words, my husband. <laughs> no. Well, who knows? Not I'll, that man. I've got a guy uh, watching him. Don't I worry know. about it. No, I, I know you know. I'm saying, so in other words... When you sat down to write this thing and you heard the music and like you said, I could listen to a song and it sounds sparkly. So that sounds like denim and rhinestone. But all of a sudden, when you hear something like this, whatever, however this evolved, you go, this reminds me of the guy who cheated on me. Yeah. But but the best part with this one is like, because I, I, I have a problem with like weak songs. I'm not good at being vulnerable or you know, being like, I, I, you, you did me wrong and I'm, I just stay where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like I, that's why I love revenge songs because I feel like there's some quality about this person. And a lot of times in these over the top blown away type songs, it's like this person's been pushed to the limit, but then she does something about it. And I, I love that. I need the character to have a backbone. So I feel like in, in she don't know when we say that she don't know, she can have him. It's like, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I don't have to fight. It's just like, meh, I'm over. I'm over this. So when a guy cheats on, I, I can't imagine a guy cheating on you. It seems like it would be really great to be with you. I mean, you're fun. You sing. Super you've got fun. a career. You know what I mean? <laughs> Were you shocked that a guy was cheating on you? Um, I mean, at the time I was young and... Uh, How old I, were you? I was in my 20s. I was in college. Okay. And uh, I feel like that was a very big moment where it was like, I really thought I knew this person. And it turns out like I really did not know this person. That's that's the biggest shock about being cheated on. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's a stranger to me. Yeah. I was. Were you in love with this guy? Uh, probably as, as in love as a 20 something year old could be, you know. Do you ever do a guy thing like uh, do you because I do this. Do you ever think, I hope that guy who cheated on me is watching this show or saw me do this on the country music awards or, you know what I mean? Do you ever, that kind of revenge turn you on a little bit? (laughs) Um, I I don't think about it that much anymore, but I, I, you know, earlier in my career thinking about like, He's probably in the grocery store checkout line and I'm on a, I'm on a magazine. I think there is nothing better than becoming famous. There's a little pettiness. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I I think that makes sense. All right. So this song is called She Don't Know. Remember, we have to be in the frame of mind. This woman's been cheated on, right? She has been. You guys ready for this? All right. They look ready. They look ready. All right. Here we go. I'm excited. 
just wrote down a million notes during that song Ooh. i have a lot of questions man first of all well done boys first thing i thought was all oh, these poor guys in the band you know they're all in love with you <laughs> and they got to stand there every night i and know like, all their families all their wives it doesn't matter i know everybody you're- in in our group 
Anybody want to raise their hand and admit they're in love with Carrie Underwood and wish that she was with them? Come on. They know me too well. I mean, uh, don't, e- don't they even. They know me too well. Yeah, I know, believe me. I, I know exactly what's going on. I'm a dude. <laughs> and then I was thinking, when you hit these high notes with such strength, that's something you can't learn. You're either born with that ability or not. That's easier than singing soft things to me. <laughs> really? Because when you belt it, I'm like, how the fuck did she hit that note? I mean, it is crazy. And that's easy for you. That's, I mean, sometimes it gets it gets difficult, but that's, but, that's but, easier than pulling back. It's so, easier to just... So you're, you're either born with that or you're not, right? In other words, you, you can't teach someone that. I think so. The, yeah. the, I think the bulk of what somebody can do, you can you can tweak or you can push things. I feel like there's certain songs that are easier now for me than they were when I recorded them, and that's just because practice. Do you ever think of it as like a superpower? Like you were blessed with that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's my, we all have gifts, right? We're right. All, we're all given something that we are better oh, than. Oh, what is mine exactly? <laughs> uh, you don't mind uh, identifying that? I mean, but, but man, that, it, it's, to me, I think of it like a superpower. Then the other thing I was thinking about, since you like wrote that song, do you ever think about like other bands? Like, like I think about this all the time. How did David Lee Roth... Like Eddie Van Halen walks in with a riff or a song, like music. And then how did David Lee Roth know how to sing Hot for Teacher over that? Like that to me is the great mystery of songwriting. Like you had music and then you had to like come up with a story and then a a tune. Yeah. Do you ever play the game where you're like listening to a song on the radio and think, hmm, what would I have done with that if someone handed me the, that tune or that 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 music? Sometimes I, I'll, I'll hear lyrics and wonder why. You know, why didn't they sing this instead? Like, why didn't they? Why, why that choice of words or why not rhyme this? I don't know. So, I, like I a painter, lyrics. you will sit there and go, "If I had to interpret that, I I would have." done this with it but i try not to um i feel like that's also why i listen to other genres of music as well um if i if i listen to nothing but country music all the time i feel like i would be i couldn't be a fan you know what i mean like i i I still want to be a fan of you know where i'm at and what i'm doing because i i was growing up but i feel like if i listen to it all the time then um i become analytical and cynical and you know like i know that person or i know you know it's crazy it, it, it can get difficult yeah, but what a crazy business, you know. I, you know, and think about different kinds of music. I'm, I'm shocked when I watch those videos online of you and Axl Rose. I can't think of like something that I would think would never happen. Carrie Underwood and Axl Rose, like being pals, like you've performed with Guns and Roses, and he's come and performed with your band. Yeah, and I see him up there, and I go, "This is the, this is fucking odd." You know, this is crazy <laughs> that you two, like, like, how does that all come about? Um, I mean, I've, I've been a fan since almost birth, um, you know, as a, as a very small child, um, I feel like his voice is something that just cut through the air to me. Amazing voice, right? Yes. And, and just doing things that were different. He didn't sound like everybody else. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It was, it was, that's not what the song was meant for. He was willing to, you know, get into the song and do what the song needed. And his voice just did different things. So as a kid, you were probably like, wow, Guns N' Roses is really cool. I love his voice. I love that. I didn't know what they, we didn't have MTV. We didn't have like we we had five five stations on the on the television right. all we had was the radio and the things that my sisters would listen to so it's like i just knew his voice i didn't know anything about the man i mean as a 
five-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever, you don't know who's singing it. You just know you like that. Right. And how do you meet? How does this come about that, like, you're hanging with Axl Rose and and, and doing a Guns N' Roses thing? We've covered GNR for, I mean, since the beginning. What did you cover? Um, Paradise City, Patience. Wow. Um, I think we've done, we've done November Rain. November Rain. You must do a great rendition of that. Um, what a song. After the Cry Pretty Tour wrapped, um, I was like, hey, everybody, band, let's... Fl-. We were in D- Detroit, I think, right? And I was like, hey, like, let's go to Vegas and see Guns N' Roses because they were playing a couple shows um, there. So we went. And I never... Anytime I go to a concert, like, I, I kind of don't... I don't want to be in the way. Right. Um, I just want to go and enjoy myself. But they were like, oh, you know, if you want to say hi afterwards. And I was like... <laughs> You know, nervous, right? Yes. Even though you're famous, even though you've had tremendous success, it's like those guys are like a little intimidating. Not a little, a lot intimidating and cool, right? I just, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy (laughs) to breathe, to breathe the oxygen. (laughs) But it's also like, I bet if like you met like Madonna or something, you would say, okay, hey, that's cool. And I'm really kind of nervous, but Guns N' Roses are like scary dudes. Like they, they're just, right? It's, they're, they look, they look scary. No. No. No, they're they're just larger than life. It's that. It's the persona. It's just your Guns N' Roses. And then what do they do? They march you backstage, and you're what? Suddenly talking to Axel and Slash. Yeah, and they took me back to his dressing room, and I, I just got to chat with him for a few minutes. I don't even know. It was a blur. What do you even say? I don't know. I we talked for a minute about the show and about touring and stuff like that. And right. Yeah. But I, I've been trying to sing with him for many years, and um, I we had asked um, for stagecoach last year, and because they were like, "We're in your neck of the woods, you know. We know you're wow. you're kind of gearing up for tour, so maybe you're in that mode." And um, I wrote I wrote an email and sent it, and was just explained why because it does sound unexpected. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I think just knowing, you know, what an influence he was and I, is to me. I also think like it's wild when you're when you're performing with him, you start to dance like him. <laughs> you do the whole We we have fun, I think. I, and that's yeah. the thing about like when I'm on stage by myself, that's one thing, but then when there's like somebody else you get to play off of, um, you know, it's it's just a different energy, it's a different vibe. Who's your uh, female musical hero? Um, definitely Heart. I feel like growing up listening to to Anne um, mm. and Nancy, just her voice was is still incredible. Do you watch? Do you watch the Kennedy Center Honors video when uh, they did the Led Zeppelin tribute? I did not. You don't. You got to Google that. Okay, it'll I blow will. your mind. It's really a great thing to watch. What th- th- you chose? What you're, you're going to do? One last song. And uh, I was so excited that you chose this <laughs> song. I, I love Ozzy. Yes, don't you me love too. Ozzy? I do. I, I very much remember like being, you know, a teenager, kind of discovering my own like musical tastes, and my mom being very much against me listening to Ozzy, which makes it so cool, right? I mean, yeah. that's why you like it. But I was also like, I feel like you need to listen to some of these lyrics because it's not all like darkness and <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to eat a bat's head and yes. all that kind of stuff. I was like, there's a lot of like love songs and. 
you know, things that are a lot more melodic and sweet. What is it about his voice? What is it about his record? Does he double his voice? What does he do? I don't know, but yeah. he's got a thing. He sounds a certain way, and it is, like, very distinguishable. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what exactly the tricks are, because they wouldn't have had all the plugins and stuff that we have now, right? Right. Um, but he's always sounded the same uh, uh, mama i'm coming home mm -hmm. he wrote this about sharon yes and we we had asked because anytime i'm going to cover somebody i i want their blessing i would never want somebody be, to be like man i don't i don't like her so no right um and it's worse if you like sing the song and then somebody asks them about that and they're like what was that you know right. um so i just want to be respectful and uh we had asked um permission and sharon was very very sweet about it that is so smart, because I remember I had Neil Young on the show, and I played him a cover version of Old Man that I love from a band. And I was like, what do you think? I could just see the look on his face. I don't think, I don't know that he liked it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, oh, I don't think he likes it. I don't think he thinks much of it. You're right. So you asked Sharon ahead of time. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever met Ozzy? I've not. Wow. I would like to. Yeah, no, he's some character. He really is. And Sharon's just the best. She really is. Have you ever gotten a no when you said, I want to sing your song? No. I mean, we don't do it that often. Right. Um, covers. Um, sometimes we'll we'll do tributes or something um, of people that are no longer uh, with us. Um, but I've, I haven't I haven't received a no yet, but it's bound to happen. Well, Ozzy, if you're listening, <laughs> you can call in with your votes now. The phones are open. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you do this. Okay. Such a great song. Times are strange and times are changed. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home. start over because i actually messed up you did the beginning i did and i, I love that that's good I switched the I, lyrics and i, I couldn't tell do you mind do i mind i need to do the song justice you could do another 50 songs so, go ahead so sharon doesn't call up and be like it's actually these lyrics sharon just called i didn't want to tell you okay. <laughs> one two three started a song over before. Times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home. Time goes by, it seems to be you could have been a better friend to me Mama, I'm coming home You took me in and you drove me out, yeah You had me hypnotized, yeah Lost and found and turned around by the fire in your eyes You made me cry, you told me lies, but I can't stand to say goodbye 
Ozzy loved it. He called Thank me you. during yeah. it. Yeah, I swear to God. Uh, but I have bad news. I have to start the entire interview over again. I've never done this before. Oh, gosh. I'm going to do it all oh, over again. No, no, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, I, I was trying to think. I was like, I don't think I've ever done this. I don't think I've ever well, been I'm, like, stop this song. How, how do you memorize all the lyrics? It is really an incredible thing to just memorize all those lyrics, right, and not confuse them. Um, I feel like the good Lord shut down parts of my brain <laughs> yeah. to give more space for the lyrics. But you're right. It's a gift. I, Again, I don't know where I am ever. I cannot find my way out of a paper bag. Um, uh, me directions. too. Right. 
In other words, your brain is like you've got a ton of lyrics. Like you could yes. probably get up and sing lots of different songs. I remember songs we sang in like kindergarten choir. I remember commercials I heard when I was seven. I remember like that. That's taking up space. <laughs> Were you a really good student? I would imagine with that kind of memory, you would have uh, a lot of academic success. Um, I I made good grades. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Uh, a small college small school. in in Oklahoma. Yeah. And you boys sound good. Good Lord. How do you work out those harmonies with these guys? When you do the harmony part on that, do you guys break it down? Um, in, in other words, when you're learning a new song, what's it sound like a cappella? What guys, do you do? What do you do? Do that a cappella. call Scott. No, come on. Do it a cappella. <laughs> Scott you... is like the master arranger. Um, wow. Scott, he, way to go. And I, I feel like he knows he knows all the lyrics like I do. Who was singing with you when you hit when you know when you get to the harmony parts? Who was was Scott yes. singing? All you guys were singing. So t what does that sound like a cappella, Carrie? Can you do that? Like we could you when you get when you get to that harmony part of the on song. On the home. Yeah, Mama. Mama, um, I'm, Mama, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Whoa. I want to be able to do that. Uh, we, we're not the Eagles, but we're working on it. Oh, that was good. You guys are good. I need a band. I got to get into this kind of you work. You can always be a front man. Can you sing? Oh, hell yeah, I can yeah, sing. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I've got a band called yeah. Tuchis. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. Yeah, we're very good. You don't, you don't need to know how to play. Yeah, I might want to open for you. You might you might really like that. And the lead guitar on that, that was a nice little uh, lead. Give me that. Give me yeah, that solo. Come yeah, on, show yeah. off a little bit. Do it again. Do that. All right. What do you want to say somewhere? Come on. All right. The intro is... How it starts, and then what yeah. is Wow. Is that Something hard to like do? That. I need to learn that too. <laughs> you could do it. Five oh. minutes, I, you could do it. I've got to get lessons <laughs> yeah, with you guys. Yeah. After the show, you'll teach me. Well, I, Carrie, I've already kept you too long, but I, uh, this, this deal that you have with uh, do people come up to you and sing that Sunday night football uh, thing <laughs> to, all the time to you? Yes. Yeah. I get a lot of kids too that it, it's like, ah. It's amazing exposure, right? Yes. And the money ain't bad. Is it true? It's $18 million a year. For me? Yes. No. Oh, it's not? No. Where did I go? going, get? Howard? It's pretty, pretty pro bono. <laughs> Is it really? In yeah. other words, you said, hey, it's an honor to sing Sunday yes. Night Football thing. Oh, I heard you got $18 million no, a year for I that. I wish. That'd be great. Yeah. Be oh, awesome. Wow. It's uh... Go the Googles. The Googles steered you wrong there. In other words, they said, hey. Carrie, you don't need money. This is an honor to say. It is an honor. It really, like, I, I grew up watching football and just to kind of have a small part of it. I've had players come up to me and they're like, get, get me revved up. And it's, it's, it's really cool. What, who is your team? Who is your favorite uh, NFL team? I, I grew up watching the Cowboys. Don't judge me. And again, <laughs> we had five TV stations. So right. it was either Chiefs or Cowboys. They and, were America's team. Yeah. 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 So you're still into that? I had like Aikman on my wall. Really? Yeah. He was he was an Oki boy too. So you you dated Tony Tony Romo for a while. Um, I we were friends. You were a thing with him, right? We were, we were Didn't some, work out. We were friends. He didn't cheat. I hope. Very long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. Let's. Well, I'm listen. 
not bad. He's good. Um, wow. What a life. What a career. It's We're pretty just amazing. Getting started. You're just getting started. <laughs> and by the way, I want to mention to your animal rescue work because my wife yes. and I have, have uh, we're into cats. Yes. And I know you are too. And I love what you're doing. Tell people about that, Carrie. Um, well, I mean, the, the things that we do, I, I started a, an organization in my hometown that was basically just kind of whatever we wanted to do as a blanket organization for the school and the town and whatever. We bought, you know, fire department equipment. We bought stuff for the school, instruments. Um, and we started an animal shelter because they did not have one. They had wow. a pound and my mom would go volunteer and I went and visited one day and I was like, I don't want you here. I don't want them here. Like, we're going to build a better one. So we did. And we um, basically, I, I was like, I can make a difference yeah. in this department. And I know we do, but um, we've literally like spayed and neutered. I mean, something like 30,000 animals, like whatever, wow. whatever the number is. Why every you single agree? week. Why didn't you agree that people are assholes? I, 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 I meet so many people, people I consider to be somewhat educated and stuff, and they do not, they refuse to spay and neuter. It's, and it's hard because it oh, is, again, I, I was like, I can, I can make a difference. And then we just keep getting the influx and we will have people and we're like, bring, bring your animals in. You know, we will, if you can pay $5, pay $5. If you can't, we got it. We will cover it. And the, the animals get a checkup. They get their shots. They get a rabies shot while they're there. Um, and they get spayed or neutered. The vet is so nice that it's like if they have some growth or something or an eye, funky eye thing, like he'll just go ahead and treat it. Now how do you um, get these good vets to, uh, you got to pay I them top know. bucks, right? We were, no. I mean, he, he charges us a minimal fee wow. and just comes and he'll do 80, 90 animals a week on one day. Um, so like Wednesdays are spay day. Um, you should and they, see. We have volunteers that come and they... Well, I love that. I love that you're doing that. I mean, I'm so into this. With that, I mean, we've had over two thousand cats in our house oh, that wow. we've uh, that foster we've, that we foster and we've gotten homes for. And there's nothing more. I'm so into it. I mean, yeah. my wife handles it yes. really, but but I love the whole thing. Yeah, I really do. It's, it's they're they're the you know they're helpless and they need us, and it's it doesn't take much to be kind. A Are you bit. vegan? Um, I'm vegetarian. I flirt with veganism, but cheese is my downfall. So, yeah, and we cheese. like I eat honey, but we have bees, so we they're well taken care of. Bees. What do you eat for breakfast? Um, I'll do a bar or a shake. Um, we have chickens, so I do eat their eggs. But again, they're happy chickens, right? Yeah. Where, you, where, where is this place you live? Where, where, where <laughs> I live, live outside of Nashville. Oh, live you in, do? in Franklin, and we have. We have a couple cows for decoration. <laughs> People don't bother you there? They treat um, you pretty... No, no. You, you, if you're on our driveway, like, you know, you, you can't find our house anyway. That's it's, good. Yeah. Well, I'll find you. All right, listen. <laughs> this was something. You sound fantastic. Thank you. You don't what sound good. Fun. You sound fantastic. Yes. Oh, thank right, you. Robin? Come on. Oh, my goodness. The, she sings like an angel. It's just like amazing. An angel. And it's so yeah. effortless. It's like, boy, Don't be she's... modest, Robin. Show Carrie how you sing. This You want no, to hear an angel. No, 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 no. Okay. You, should do it. you it have to work with Carrie. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work with Robin. I mean, uh, she's but my angel. Nothing yeah. like you. Nothing like you. And the and other the... thing I wanted to say to you was, you know, I mean, when you watch somebody come out of American Idol and now they're, you know, like you... It almost seemed like like you were catapulted into the big time. 
right away like no runway yeah. no you know and right away you're at the award shows and you're on the red carpet and she didn't screw it up and she <laughs> she right. mastered all of that Right Effortlessly. away. It's no big now deal. Now she's somebody you always want to know what she's going to be wearing. You want to see her on the red carpet because it's always an exciting moment. Well, thank you. Carrie is also going to have a channel right here on Sirius right. XM. Now, how involved are you going to be, Carrie? You're not going to pull an Oprah on us and uh, just take the money and run. You're going to actually. I've been very, so far, I've been very uh, involved. Um, building right. out the, the library and everything has been a lot of fun. Um, and it is Carrie's country. Um, Carrie's but country. It's, it's so much more than that. So we'll obviously play my, my stuff, um, stories behind the song. I've already recorded a lot of those. Will you punish artists who haven't been nice to you by? Yes. Not playing their stuff. Yeah. Give us a list of <laughs> who you want. Absolutely. No. You know what? Uh, Brandy Carlisle, we like her, right? Yeah. We like Brandy. Yes. So you'll play I, some um, of her, maybe? Yeah. Okay. I, I have, it, it, it's an ever growing, um, you know, playlist. Yes. yes. Um, so sometimes, even now, I like wrote down some um, notes this morning of people that I forgot. Um, but it, it's, it's me, it's new country, it's classic country, like stuff I grew up listening to. Um, we have rock. Can you believe you have a radio station? I of know. Your own? It's super cool. And, and cool? hopefully, it, like all the rock stuff is either people that I've like obviously like worked with or you know covered or whatever um, but also like a lot of country adjacent type things like Rolling Stones I'm like I don't know if they knew how twangy they how, Rolling how Stones they have a lot of country too yes so like people like that um, hopefully all you know country listeners will will enjoy it and enjoy maybe discovering new songs and, um, and we have like hard rock blocks and um, you know what you gotta gospel do? Sunday gospels on Sundays can I give you a tip I like Tom Morello do you know Tom Morello at all yes. the, the, the rock guy he does a show on Lithium, another one of our channels, where he gets on and he talks once a week about his songs that he loves and influences. I think you would be good at that. Yes. I think I think you should yeah. do that. Yeah, there will definitely be play disc jockey. Yes. Yes. It's 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 a that's a special talent for sure. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> and play and, and bring these boys in the room, and we'll hear what they're. They will actually have their. They're like, oh, we will. <laughs> this is breaking news. All right, yeah, um, like we're gonna have got... Carrie's crew stories, stories from the road. They'll yeah, be able to all that stuff. Yeah, talk about some of their favorite favorite moments. Scott, or least favorite the, moments. What's the greatest uh, song, rock song that's ever been written to you? <laughs> oh, Whoa, gosh, go Whoa. ahead. This kind of thing. We'll get you guys in there, and you'll talk on this channel. Go ahead, Scott. Well, rock songs. I mean, who's I, the greatest? ACDC was the bomb growing up for me for rock <laughs> bands. So Back in Black was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I can still picture the Black record with the the ACDC logo etching out of it. And when I played that on my record player, it was like, this is the baddest thing See, I've ever heard. That's a good answer. It wasn't the right answer, but it was a good answer. You should have said Led Zeppelin two, and then you would have been correct. That's that was it. a little before my time, but I did have the, the cassette for that one, and that was pretty outstanding, too. Well, you guys are amazing. You really are great musicians, and Carrie, you know, listen, your, your head's going to get too big, so I'm uh -huh. not going to uh, say it again, but uh, that was fantastic. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you getting up early. Yeah. I appreciate you being so forthcoming. And that voice of yours, I mean, it's you know. singing so many songs for us at this time of the morning. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the truth. When this company, Sirius XM, asked me to schlep to Miami, 
I was ready to explode. I was like, what the hell am I going to do in Miami? Then they told me you were coming. And I said, oh, okay, I'll come to, I'll Aww. come. Carrie Underwood is there. I'll go. I wanted to meet you because I knew you'd be enamored with me. Yes. Uh, yes. I am. Your poor husband. Once women meet me. It's uh, over. It's over for them. Well, it's all right. You'll get over it. Carrie has sold more than 85 million records worldwide. Wow. I don't want to do the math, but I don't know what that comes out to. But that's a lot of money. And uh, she has 28 number one singles and eight Grammys. So I think she knows what she's doing. Incredible, and yeah. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. And I will be listening to your new channel on SiriusXM. And to everybody, uh, we've had a fun time here in Miami. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll be back to my regular misery next week when I am no longer Miami <laughs> Howard. Until then, we'll see you. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Experience the greatest musical performances from the Howard Stern Show. I love to hear artists interpret other people's songs. Every Saturday, a master class in musicianship. Howard Stern's Saturday Soundtracks. That's a rock star. A new episode and video every week. On Howard 101 and the SXM app.